and welcome to the latest episode of the Basement Talk podcast. I am your host, Ed Birdsall, joined once again by my co-host, Brett Mayer and Tim Brady. Gentlemen, how in the heck are we? It's been, uh, it's been some big gaps between these episodes, uh, you know. It's, it's kind of certainly been a minute, it's, as the cool kids say. It's the dry season, you know. The rainy season's coming. We have a lot of playoffs, a lot of, a lot of tournaments, a lot of golf coming at us very soon, but right now we are definitely in the dry season. And yeah, it's definitely dry out here. We're struggling. We're struggling out here. Content is content's low, but morale is high. Can we all agree? Oh, that was great, Tim. I love that. Oh, I think I, I just came one. up with that right now. Uh, is morale high? I wouldn't say morale is high, but I wouldn't say it's like in the in the drains or anything. I, I would say morale is we're like still, you know we're still bringing the energy every week. Yeah, we're we've plateaued on life morale. Okay, but but as far as like we're all excited about what we're about to be able to talk to talk yeah, about of talk course about. of course we're yes. we're not I'm not down but I'm not up either I'm just kind of you know letting it rock uh, episode eighteen eighteen let's get it going boys I like that number eighteen big fan of eighteen my 18. birthday's on an eighteen so eighteen got a little meaning to me eighteen that's uh, Nacho Monreal episode say again wow Nacho Monreal episode eighteen a Arsenal player's number mm-hmm. If I am correct. You are oh, correct. Oh, oh, so you we might correct. as well mention it too, Tim. This is a Minimino podcast. Oh, it is. It is. Takumi. <laughs> That's the guy. Uh, Matt, uh, what uh, Chelsea player uh, number for the USS? Do you have an 18? I feel like uh, I think. Do we? What does Giroud wear? I think he might be. I might be 18. Mm-hmm. It might be Giroud episode. Wow. Oliver Giroux episode. This is a very yeah. I was going to say Mason this... Mason Mount came into my head, but I was like, no, he's either I, he's Mason 19. Mount's nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also actually nineteen, is he not? No, he's twenty. Ah, uh, blew it. I'm so 20. so we're on a Olivier Giroux, Nacho Monreal, and Minamino episode. This is this Pretty is something. handsome, if you ask me. This is a, this is a handsome group. Now the question of who is the most handsome. Mm. I don't think that's up for debate. I, I don't think uh, it's up for debate. I think I'm, it's Takumi Minamino by a mile. Ooh, no, I think it's uh, I think it's a handsome Frenchman who was on the cover of French GQ. May I add? Oh, was he? He was. I'm not surprised. It's a handsome guy. He is. Oof, he's yeah. he's a very handsome man. I, I might side with Giroud, not going to lie. I think That's who we're talking about. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh I, thought meant, I thought you meant Nacho. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Nacho the freshman, Frenchman. <laughs> well, I mean, he's from Arsenal, so I kind of assume he might be French. I, hey, uh, congratulations to uh, Nacho Monreal for making it to the semifinals at the Copa del Rey. Hey. Real Sociedad. 2-1 win today. Man, you really keep tabs on all of them. I, I do. Of course I do. All right, you know, I, I follow my boys wherever they go. That's an informed person. Shall we? Uh, hey, any gentleman that scores gets Man United in the FA Cup at Old Trafford, it's a hero of mine. It's a hero of mine. But we will get to the FA Cup later in the episode. We're talking about FA Cup. We're going to talk some NBA. We don't talk enough NBA, so we're going to talk some NBA today. Definitely going to start getting into some more NBA talk. I oh, believe. yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially. And then we're going to be talking about baseball, too, uh, once the season really, really starts. Um we're talking some Bachelor. Not much Bachelor this week. We have some gripes to talk about with the Bachelor. We'll 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 get there. Gripes. Some gripes. Yeah, we we have some bones to pick. Oh, we definitely do. We have some bones to pick. Just a little program note for you. Uh, within the next week and a half, two weeks or so, we will be doing a full March Madness podcast. We're about gonna have probably two out there in in pretty relative succession. So. Be on the lookout for those. So, gentlemen, 
Oh, you, by, before we start, um, go before ahead. we got a little sidetracked with the number 18s, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Oh, oh I, 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 I sincerely I was apologize. hoping you were just going to cut to our first segment. Ha, uh, producer, producer Matt Bertzel, how are you? As you know already, I'm fine. That's just wonderful to hear. Not swell today? Nah, just fine. Okay. Just wow. fine? Yeah, a little on tired side, so. It's, it's, a, it's a fine kind of day. It's a slow Wednesday. It's a slow Wednesday. So, gentlemen. We have our one quick question, which we're turning into a little Mount Rushmore here. I asked you to come up with a very difficult and potentially very controversial question. Something that everyone takes very near and dear to heart. But I asked you to come up with your Mount Rushmore of artists, of musicians that you particularly flock to. We've done the draw. And Matt is going to start us off, and this is going to be a snake format. We're just a little bit of a draft, so we're going to go all the way around the table here, and we're going to end with Brett, and then Brett will lead us off in the second round until we have our four. So, Matt, you are up first. You have the number one overall selection. Who are you going with? With the first selection, I'm going with Beethoven. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> my, heart, my, my heart was in my asshole. I honestly would have respected that. Like, not gonna no, lie, I, I would not I, respect I, that. Besides yeah, Beethoven's like Fifth Symphony, whatever the fuck it's called, that's all I can give you about the Which guy. Which one is number five? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay, I just know the names from Jeopardy. So, um, on a serious note, um, I'm going with my favorite rapper of all time, Kanye West. Kanye West. Okay, that's that's a uh, that's an interesting one. Do you have a particular? Um, song or album Ooh, of graduation, best rap album of all time, hmm. hands down, no no arguments. I'm a late registration guy, but graduation's right there. Yeah, I can I can relate. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, my first round pick, I'm gonna go with uh, the king himself. I'm gonna go with Johnny Cash. Ooh. I would have put the house on it that it would have been Kenny Chesney. I'm actually kind of stunned on that one. Well, I like that one. I think he's he's playing with the field here, knowing that nobody else is going to pick Kenny Chesney. Potentially. Potentially. And I, Which is I, good draft strategy. Thank you very much. I was on the fence about putting uh, Johnny Cash on my short list. Folsom Prison, Bru- Folsom Prison Blues. Yep. Uh, walk the line. Oh. I walk the line. Ring of Fire. And did you know, did you know that Johnny Cash was also a poet? Yes, actually, my he dad's also, a big Johnny Cash guy. You could probably spit out some Johnny Cash facts. I know most of them. Yep, he had a whole poetry book, which was uh, very, very interesting. And the whole story about Johnny Cash is is very, Wait, very. Is he the guy who went into the cave and did a yes. bunch of drugs? Yes, mm-hmm. he went into the nice. cave, yes. did a bunch of drugs, wanted to die, fell asleep, woke up, and just kind of said, "All right, I'm here. I found God," and became a man of God for the rest of his days. Damn. Johnny fucking Cash, baby. Johnny fucking Cash, amen. I'm not a big Johnny Cash guy. Deja vu. Deja vu. I just had deja vu. How did you have deja vu? I felt like I've said this before on the podcast, which I definitely haven't. You, you may no, have. There's no way. No. That, wow. You may have said that maybe not on the podcast. Oh, that's also a possibility. But yeah, I'm not a big Johnny Cash guy. Never You're having deja vu about something that you think is on the podcast but wasn't on the podcast so you're confusing yourself with your deja vu think i'm just tripping balls could be could be like johnny cash in the cave oh of course (laughs) uh tim Tim, your first overall selection please uh mine would be uh sean carter aka jay-z uh Mm. just a very influential rapper he's been working with artists from 
completely different generations. He's got one of my favorite songs of all time, Big Pimpin' with Biggie Smalls. I'm not sorry, but not Biggie Smalls. Um, but he has worked with Biggie Smalls. Uh, that's some old school shit he's got going on, though. Bun B, Pimp C. Uh, and then he's got, you know, new songs with Drake. And, like, it's just, the, the bridge is just insane. He's worked with everyone that's everyone, anyone. Uh, Otis, that's a banger. Uh, oh, to my first overall selection. Watch the Throne, phenomenal album. His, his, Jay-Z's got some classics. Jay-Z's greatest hits collection. Yeah. You go through that and you'll realize that that's every single song you heard before like 2012. Like no, it's, it's just, so true. It's just every good song that came out like before 2012. It's insane. I will say I'm not, I'm not I was not a big Jay-Z guy, but I remember I was in tennis camp. This is going back. Wow. Probably in I don't know. 7th, 8th grade maybe. The first Jay-Z song I ever heard, and I still listen to it to this day because I still find it so fucking funny, Justify My Thug. <laughs> Wonderful tune. I actually, I don't know if I'm familiar with that one off the name, but Just I'm sure you shoot, I'm you shoot my dog, dog, I'm a kill your cat. cat. <laughs> wow. That's, that's poetry to that's me. poetic. I would recite uh, Jay-Z's intro on, on Big Pimpin', but that's not podcast material, so I'll leave that for uh, off the air. <laughs> Not to mention a song about OJ. I mean, that's just... That's oh, a, Story of OJ? Yes, yeah, thank you. Thank oh. you very much. Another good one. I wish I could just recite the lines, but... I wish <laughs> I could, too. <laughs> we, are a, uh, we are a racially friendly podcast, no, but so we are not You know what's more important it. than throwing away money in a strip club? Credit. Thank you. <laughs> I was not... I could not fill yeah, the, uh, not fill the blank on that one, but... <laughs> if there's a question, the answer is credit. <laughs> Uh, I will put that one. I'll write that one down. Note to self. If there's a question, credit. <laughs> I, I will make sure I remember that one for next time. Uh, okay. Brett, you have back-to-back selections here. <sighs> okay. I know where I'm going with one of them. With my first pick, I'm going to take the king of pop, Michael Jackson. Mm, good mm. one. Love Michael Jackson, PYT, Billy Jean, Man in the Mirror. Woo! That's some MJ right there. <laughs> I love when he goes, woo, woo! Thriller? Oh, thriller? Thriller? Come on. Of course, Come on. Thriller. I'm just naming the. Like, man in the Mirror? We all yeah, know, man like. Oh, man there's the like a couple songs, like, in music, like, ever that, like, you just forget about because they're just yeah. that fucking, like, illustrious. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm going to give the King of Pop uh, some love. I'm going to give him the first, the first uh, spot on my Matt Rushmore. It's a good one. Number two. Now, this is rough. We got a couple names in mind. But I'm going to go with. Um, a more personal one, which is uh, the band group Saliva. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> is this the same band that gave um, a specific WWE wrestler his theme song by the name of Dave Batista? Did they? Did they write Dave Batista's song? Yes, they did. Song? They did. It was. Um, what's the actual name of that song? I couldn't tell. Well, well, is it Animal? We'll plug it in at the end. Oh. That'll be the outro song <laughs> today. That's beautiful. Saliva. Um, Click, click, boom, baby. Yes, click, oh. click, boom. Oh. Uh, Superstar, which was in Fast and the Furious, which which uh, brought my love back to them recently, actually. Uh, saliva was... I went through a phase, let's just say, in early high school where I just bumped Saliva. Where you were, uh, you were feeling a bit edgy. I guess, but I wasn't like going goth or anything. Like oh, I didn't. I had an angsty but phase. I, was, I started listening to some Three Days Grace back in the day. Oh yeah, Three Days Grace, but definitely like, saliva was like number one for me. Disturbed is a close second. Ooh, 
where like I'm just going headbang or like balls to the wall. Mm. But saliva was definitely number one. Where whenever I had like a um, a competition to attend to, like yeah. a sporting event, saliva was the go-to. Where like if I needed to get in the zone, like I'm bumping saliva. Okay. I can appreciate so that. So I'm going to give that my number two spot. It deserves to be to be up there for me because it was, it, was it was a growing... Yeah, and, and this is this is a personal list. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. They had an impact on your life. They certainly did. Uh, Tim, your uh, number two selection, please. I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, see, I, I don't know if I want to go... No, I, I want to go with Weezer. I'm gonna, Weezer. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Weezer, it's a good one. Weezer's debut album, self-named Weezer, uh, was probably is probably one of my favorite albums ever. I mean, you go through that album, it's all songs you've heard before. I mean, the Sweater song, if you don't know it, is one of my favorite songs of all time because it's ridiculous, but it's just it's beautiful. I love Weezer. Uh, definitely got me into that more alternative wave too, that like non, maybe not so uh, mainstream. But still very like catchy kind of music. Oh, yeah. I love that shit. California Kids by Weezer. That song is yeah, fucking awesome. Ed, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, local kid. My second one. Oh, lo- go, that gonna, boy. I'm gonna go with that boy. I'm gonna go with Billy Joel. <sighs> I thought you were saying. Uh, I thought you were saying Lloyd Banks. Oh no 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 no. Lloyd Banks. <laughs> Billy Joel. Billy Joel. That's my uh, that's my number two. I still am. Eagerly wanting to see him at Madison Square Garden, um, but I am too, man. I really want to see yeah. him. Oh, podcast trip! Podcast, podcast trip. trip! I'm down, honestly. Well, and we can give our reviews on the podcast content, people. Well, we can do. We'll do it at the concert. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, that sound will be just phenomenal. That would be fantastic. <laughs> just, hold, of- just hold the Yeti Blue just up in the air. Just yep, yep. Matt, you got the headphones in? How's, how's it sound? Sound good? Yeah, six six beers deep just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Hey, you can say that now because you, you are 21. I know. So you, you, can, you can say that now. It's I, a good however, day. have never had a beer. Me and Tim are not 21 yet. We cannot attend this concert until after those dates. Uh, you, you can. Well, you can, but you just can't. You can't join can't, in the yeah, consumption. A lot, lot of Shirley Temple. Well, you know, you do have virgin, like a while until you are Temple. 21. I but do like some Shirley Temple. His concerts sell out so heavy that there might not be one until after you're 21. That is true. So, <laughs> you guys ever seen the Shirley Temple kid on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> I fucking despise that <laughs> little fuckers. His that. voice is the most, the squeakiest little, like, prepubescent kid you can, like, it's so spot on. Prepubescent's a little exaggerated when he's only, like, five years old. <laughs> So wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just want to get this on the record. You're calling a five or a six year old a little fuckhead. Yes. <laughs> this kid's not okay. He's kind of the worst, but like it's also like a little kid. How with like a big Instagram account. Um, I would just like to uh, profess on the record that this pot, this the views of two members of this podcast do not express the views of every member on this podcast. Well, I'm not saying specifically no. about five or six year olds being quote <laughs> fuckheads. I just said he was the worst, which he kind of is. Or <laughs> him being the worst. Uh, is he sucks acceptable? No, nah, so you can say drinks, he sucks. He just sure. drinks the Shirley Temple on camera. He's well, he's the Shirley Temple person of, of Dave Portnoy. Yeah, they did. A, they linked up. They yeah, did a, oh, he does mad re- funny. Oh, he does Shirley Temple reviews. <laughs> yeah, but he gives everything like a ten. 
He's a simp like that. Oh, he's at a local friendly. He's a, you just call this kid a fuckhead and a simp. This kid's like six years old. <laughs> no holds bars. He's, Jesus. He's in a tough industry. He's got to face the critics. You gotta okay. go if you were not aware in his bio, in parentheses, it says non-alcoholic Shirley Temple. Oh, <laughs> oh like we need a reminder. Thank you. Yeah. We need a reminder. Matt, you want to pick it back up for us? Wow, wait. Vanessa Hudgens follows the Shirley Temple. I thought you were going to say Vanessa Hudgens followed you. <laughs> like, what did you oh. do? <laughs> this this po- guy, this guy would need a break. This guy would need to take a uh, about a fifteen minute break. Podcast would end at sixteen minutes. That's yeah. all we got to say. Uh, okay, so mine, mine is uh, Billy Joel. Matt, you have uh, two back to back selections. Good value. I'm so- first pick. I'm kind of shocked these gentlemen didn't go in the first round or on the turn. Uh, this is a very it's a very controversial subject. It, yeah, well, so this is like the creme de creme. Like if Michael Jackson went, I'm shocked these guys didn't go. The Beatles. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Strawberry Fields Forever, baby. Like I like the Beatles. Don't love, love the Beatles. No. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, the Beatles, they... Like, I have like no I, problem with the Beatles. I'll yeah. Vi- no, they're, the, they're like the OG vibing band. Like, I can just sit there and, like... They're my, like, I read a book and listen to the Beatles. I would say about the Beatles for me that they just don't have, like, that big impact on me. Yeah, I gotta, yes. be, I gotta be in a mood to listen to them. Like, not even yeah. in a mood. Like, I, I just don't find myself really just scrolling through and being like, okay, I'm gonna turn on Yellow Submarine right now. But, like, I respect the like, Beatles. Unless, I respect unless, their legends. Unless like, you're high on some drugs and uh, Okay, well, that, that's, that's fair. But if, like, the Rolling Stones, it's the same thing. I respect the Rolling Stones, yeah. but I'm not gonna go, you know, scroll through and listen to Paint Black. Unless it's on Westworld, which, by the way, we are going... Oh we're, we are or, going I'm, or I'm playing our Guitar Hero. That is also true. Uh, you said... <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was... was uh, that was something. <laughs> that was something. I Repl- think... Uh, Replica the game. That was something. Yeah, me and my Gibson right here just jamming out. <laughs> uh, and your second, please. My second. So... Personal one for all my uh, EDM bangers out there. You know, everyone at this table probably knows my love for me and the boy Avicii. Mm-hmm. Levels probably. All right, Pico. Let's say on a nice Monday morning when I'm dead asleep and I don't have enough time to make a coffee because I ran. I was running late. I just throw on my house playlist, just find the most bumping song, which is most likely an Avicii song, blast it to the th- preferred volume of 30. <laughs> and then that, that drive feels like it's five minutes. Okay. I also have my car on 30. Yeah. Drive. I, it has to be on an even number as well. The best thing about my car speaker system is no numbers. So I don't have to worry about it being on an even. Whoa. Oh, it's what? Like, it's just like a, like a, like a level. Oh, trippy. it's like the lines? It's like yeah. half line, a full line? Oh, oh no, wow. No, that's kind of... It's usually on max volume anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but... That's stress-free right there. When I realized that at one point that I'm like, I don't have an even number in my thing. It's so nice. Oh, just relieving. Uh, This is where the slide ends. Uh, Kenny Chesney. If I had to put... If this were a list of most influential artists, he would be up there. Number one, without question, below... Him would be about 153 feet of shit, and then everybody else. Um, for personal reasons, and then not for personal reasons, uh, Kenny Chesney is my guy. He's got to be on this list. Um, and, yeah, Kenny, number three on my Mount Rushmore, number one in my heart. I have nothing to say about Kenny Chesney. I'm a, I like Kenny Chesney, yeah. I mean, you are, you are the Kenny Chesney guy of yeah. all people I know, so... I'm not surprised. Appreciate it. 
See you August 22nd, Kenny. Looking forward to it. I do want to see him this summer. I'm very interested. So go. Come with me. already sold out. Or? A podcast no, I haven't, trip. I haven't, got, I haven't got my tickets yet. Podcast Let's trip go. number two. We can make some moves this summer. See. Watch out. You can, you can cut this out Print if you want t-shirts. to. No free advertising. But Mulcahy's down in Wanta, what they do is they do a whole catering trip for the concert where you pay. I think it's like, I want to say it's like 40 bucks a head, mm-hmm. something like that. But you get bus there. They do food, beer. You bring nothing. All you got to do is bring chairs, music, whatever you want to bring. Other booze? There, yeah, there's like coolers full of booze. What where, do you want to bring? Other booze. If you want to bring like bottles of booze, you bring your own. Oh, but they have they have coolers and coolers and coolers stocked full of beer. This is that you can Mulcahy's? just drink. No, they take you from Mulcahy's to MetLife. What? On a bus. I want to do that. It, it's it. it's awesome. Oh, that sounds because you don't have to worry. That sounds fantastic. All <laughs> you got all you got to do is just drive to Mulcahy's or take the train well, down. I was gonna say there's a train over there, right? Yeah, you take the train to Wanta. Take oh. the train to Wanta. You walk right over to Mulcahy's. You get on the bus. You take the bus. I think it's like 45 minutes. You drink on the bus. I mean, you start drinking at like 11 o'clock. And it's only 45 minutes to get there? It's something like that. From Mulcahy's to... From Mulcahy's to MetLife is like 45 minutes. Yeah. What? No yeah. way. That's the biggest load of crap. Well, depending on which way they go. Depending on which A way they bus? go. A bus? It takes 45 minutes to get from here to Queens. No, I don't think so. I mean, MetLife is very north, but... Uh... When we went, when we went, we from, left... Wait, from where? From Wanta. How far from west is Wanta? From Wanta. It's like it's directly south of us. No way, it's twenty minutes. No shot. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't affect. Yeah, I've done the trip. It was like it was probably like an hour, hour fifteen. I'm looking this up. Yeah, I'm looking this up right now. I'm not buying this forty-five. I mean, it could have been that I was just very intoxicated. Yeah, definitely before I even got off the bus. But that doesn't change my mind at all. I mean, it could be a two-hour bus ride. Now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I was probably about four Bud Lights deep by the time we by the time we got there. And then must have been hammered. Yeah, and then the blue chair, and then the blue chair bay came, and the blue chair bay came out, and ooh, that was uh, that that turned into a problem real quick. So wait, how much does this cost? Forty. It's like forty a head, something like that. Including your ticket price or no? No. Okay. No, you got to pay for your ticket, then you pay for bus to get there, food, booze, and they have like they have like games. Oh, you and pay shit. for all your booze too. The no, f- no, the the forty is for everything. The forty is for everything. I'll fucking take advantage of that forty. You you don't give me. A, oh, it's easy. Unlimited alcohol and <laughs> expect me not to take advantage. And of then much. and then you go and see Kenny and you you if you're seeing Kenny sober, it's a real problem. That doesn't seem fun. Yeah, it's it's not it's time. it's not fun. Going to any concert sober just seems like okay. fucking boring. That is, true. that is true. That is true. I mean, uh, our uh, our Brooklyn Goomba Jared Faggione and I are paying are paying money to go see uh, Disturbed. And we are going to You're be... You're going with him? Yeah. Sheesh. I'm going how with him. Much, how much are they? Like, it's probably going to be nothing. Where's the stuff? It's Jones Beach. Uh, Jones Beach. This summer? Yeah. Uh, uh, I will go... Sheesh. I will go to Tailgate, strictly. Yeah. We have a date? Yeah, we, I, I would do that. I think it's... Please hold. I don't know if I can go to the Disturbed concert. That's fucking intense. Yeah, no, no. no that's like, just... I want to be... Probably want to break my arm at that concert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I want to be just blacked <laughs> out. See, that sucks. August sixth. Oh, it's late. August sixth. Good. 
Should we get back on track? Yeah, we yes. should probably get back yeah. on track. Right. Yeah, wow. I don't know how the hell we got uh, to there, but... Well, you started off with you can cut this, and then from there on, there was no filter. We had a conversation recently. <laughs> okay. That was awesome. I'm not cutting that. All right. No, please don't cut that. Right, that, was, so, that was very, very good. Uh, I'm going to hop back in with uh, some oldies. Uh, a little Elton John. Mmm, that was that was my other one. That Parental was the favorite. Uh, that one that one was passed right on down to me. The Rocket Man, hell yeah. yeah. I still haven't seen that movie, which is a disgrace because I do Either love Elton John. Yeah. But uh, I mean, another one was just infinite classics. Like so many songs, Un- most slept on Crocodile Rock. That song is very slept on, an absolute banger. Very slept on. Uh, so yeah, little Elton John. I love the in, in the middle. La! <laughs> so fire. Oh, that's a great fucking When you're in the song. car just doing that la 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 shit by yourself, you sound like a fool. But I'm listening uh, Our podcast attorney, Greg Olson, saw Elton John last year at the Coliseum and said it's the best concert that he's ever been to. I've heard that. Yeah. Deja vu. I swear well, that, that's been said. That that's been, that's said been said. That yeah, that's right? been said. That was not deja vu. That was a true recurring. On and off air, that has been said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been said Fittingly a couple too, times. Because apparently he's like the most amazing performer. So Yeah. Uh, Until you I, see Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so number three, I do have La Flame, Travis Scott, as as my third Mount Rushmore year. He's pro, um I guess, I don't really like calling him a rapper. Performer. Like, guess, yeah, that's the label that like he gets. I don't, I don't he's, know if you really call that rap. It's not really rap. Right. No, I mean he's a he's a rapper. He's but an artist. The love for him goes beyond that because he does so much other shit. Yeah, he's like other shit. He's a creative. He's a creative. I care about his creativeness as far as like the way he makes music, and so he, he's gonna get the three spot for me. It would be a shame if I didn't put him on the list since I listen to every single like song that he's ever created. So I'm gonna put him there. Now number four, this is freaking tough, man. This is my last spot. This is your last spot, yes. Oh. This is when. This is crunch time. Yeah, I'm between like three or four here. Mm. Yeah, I got I gotta hop on Spotify real quick and yeah, just go through um, go through the lads. Okay, I'm gonna go. I don't know who I'm going with yet. Uh, you know what? Okay, I gotta I gotta keep like you know the mix of genres. I'm gonna go Coldplay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I like that Coldplay one. Coldplay was in my original thoughts of putting it in here, so I'm gonna stick with that. Uh. I need to be. I, I gotta admit, I need to be kind of in a mood to listen to Coldplay. But when you're in but the like, mood, when I'm in that mood, like I'm only listening to Coldplay. That shit hits. Yeah. Um. When Kobe Bryant died, rest in peace. Um. I listened to Coldplay for like two weeks straight. <laughs> like only Coldplay. Like I was in that kind of mood. You were where, like, morning. It was, it was yeah. I was morning and like that's that's kind of my morning um music. I feel that definitely. And I've listened to Coldplay and it's also my morning as in morning day. Little play on words. Yes, double morning for Coldplay. Um, I don't even know if that made sense. It didn't make sense, but we make it work. Makes plenty of sense. It does. <laughs> but those are my four. So should I? You want me to go down on my four? Or you want to just wait till the end? Uh, I can read them off. I can read them off for you. you. Wrote them down. Yeah, of course I did. I am. I am He's a. Done this before. I am a spectacular host. So, uh, Brett's four, uh, Michael Jackson, Saliva, Travis Scott. And Coldplay. Should I give my honorable mentions? I don't think anybody's going to name them. Drowning Pool. It's another saliva-type band. Hmm. Uh, they play Let the Body Sit the Floor. Yeah. Uh, so that would be, I think that would be my fifth my fifth option. Another very aggressive band. Oh, yes. Something tells me you have some uh, pent-up anger that you need to talk about. Okay, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just false. Maybe not, but no, nah, nah, that's false. Let's, let's get that narrative out of the way. 
Oh, we're getting like, the narrative out of the way? I just like being able to snap my neck up and down for a solid like 15 mm. minutes straight. <laughs> okay. It hits sometimes. Gets me pumped. That sounds like a personal issue, but okay. Uh, Tim, go ahead. Your your last one, please, I, is blank. I'm truly shocked that this hasn't been said yet. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with this specific band, but it's it's more of the oh please don't take mine genre that they kind of encompass because they are the heart of that genre. That's Nirvana. Fuck. Yeah. I, I mean say. the '90s grunge era is just great phase. Some of the best music out there. Oh yeah. In my opinion. I mean, there's so many bands that kind of followed the lead that Nirvana really brought into the, the, the spotlight. There's uh, that MTV Unplugged album that they did. It's up there again with just some of the, the best work out there. I mean, their cover of um, Where Will You Sleep Tonight? Where Did You Sleep Last Night? I think the name makes sense. Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Oh, my God. It's I haven't listened to Nirvana in a while. Listen to their unplugged yeah, album. It's, and that. listen to it straight through because it's a, it's a live show that's been mm-hmm. recorded into an album. Mm-hmm. But the Man like, Who Sold the World. Oh that's my another one God, too, yeah. what a great song. I thought you were going to go with Green Day. I was thinking about Green Day. Yeah, so did I. I but, I mean, uh, like, is anyone else going to say them? I, no. that, Green Day? Uh, yeah. No, I wasn't going to say Green Day. Definitely an honorable mention, without a doubt. That's on my list right now. Okay, uh, so Tim's four, Jay-Z, Weezer, Elton John, and Nirvana. Weezer. Weezer and Nirvana. Weezer love, was a good one. Love Nirvana. Weezer was a good one. It's gonna be alright. Sounds stuck in my head. Oh, now. Wait, you're, talking <laughs> about, you're talking about your head banging stuff? Yeah. The song Breed by Nirvana. I don't know if you're familiar. It's I one of the most am, ridiculous, like. It's aggressive. It's oh. It's aggressive. I went would through it get f- me hyped? So it probably would get me hyped. It's the kind of song where I'm in a mood for a week. I'll listen to that song like five times a day for a week, and I'll just be in the car, just going crazy. <laughs> Um, so Tim, you took mine. Sorry. Fuck. Um, I'm torn between two. Um, I'm either going for the first band that I ever loved, or my first crush. The Jonas Brothers? Oh, I know no. your first crush is. <sighs> we do know who his first oh, crush yeah. is. Oh, yeah. I forgot her name. His name. His name. <laughs> that's disturbing. That's that's very disturbing. And, we, and we're accepting of it. I would, Absolutely. We I would are start accepting. I'm going to some lyrics right now, but I, I can't remember lyrics. Um, oh, no. Man, it feels good to be a woman. Shit. Am I familiar? Am I correct? Man, I feel like a woman. Man, yeah. I feel like a woman. Where the fuck is yeah. <laughs> um, Phenomenal song. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shania Twain. Oh. I got to have some, some uh, woman representation on this list. True. Uh, the queen of pop country and by first love. You know, I went And I still love her. I went through a weird phase the other day where I was like listening to that song. I, I couldn't tell you. There why. is nothing wrong with listening to that song. But like, no, I haven't heard that song in like seven years, and then it just like got stuck in my head, and I was like, "Well, gotta, it is such it is such a delight." Gotta to bang tune. this one out. Speaking of your your first crushes, I almost, I swear, I swear on the Bible, I almost put Vanessa Hudgens as her character in High School Musical. That's ridiculous. That would have been something. That's ridiculous. I considered it. That would have been something. a couple minutes. Uh, I will give my my runner-up for all those that are listening. Uh, The first band I ever loved was not the Jonas Brothers. InSync. Really? You loved InSync? I did. I did. Is that what you had like frosted tips back in the day? <laughs> no, no, that was not. That was not the. Uh, that was not the rationale behind. You had the, frosted yeah. tips. Yeah, I had highlights back in the I day. I spotted a picture of that. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. That photo should be burned. No, you're wrong. It's wonderful. Wow, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Tips. It's pretty terrible. Just go. Just look on our mother's desk. You'll see it. Wow. It's pretty terrible. How old were you? I was probably in like fifth, sixth grade. Wow. Bullshit. Like yeah. 
It was when we went to uh, Dominican Republic. I was probably in the fifth grade. No. hundred percent. I was not. No, I was not a freshman in high school and had the frosted tips. I wasn't quite the look you did. You just said, though, you were in the fifth grade. Am I not hallucinating? Yeah, yes, me. Me. And you said that I was in the fifth or sixth grade. I'm saying no. because Yeah, it, and no, you must have been in the game. We're not arguing on this. dispute another time. Um, you can argue Ed's frosted tips for a whole episode if you want to. But, <laughs> uh, but, but yes. Uh, I got to see these photos. The, the, the story about me at NSYNC goes, goes back a long way, and I'll be happy, happy to tell you about it another time. I love Justin Timberlake. I forgot he was in that. He was. Yeah. He was. It's the only guy I know from it. Yeah, Justin, Tim- Justin Timberlake, oh, J.C. Chavez, Chris Kirkpatrick, okay. Joey Fatone, and Lance Bass. Uh, Joey Fatone, I know. Yes, because he was the announcer of Family Feud. Yes. Wow. I actually didn't know that. I should know because my mom. This is Joey Fatone. It's time to play Family Feud. America's greatest. America's favorite game. America's favorite game. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so my four, Johnny Cash, Billy Joel, Kenny Chesney, and... Love of my life, the apple of my eye, Shania Twain. The apple of my eye. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I'm a poet here. I'm a poet here. I'm trying to really get my woo on. Your list makes the most sense, without a doubt. It definitely fits you. <laughs> well, it also just like fits like an actual taste in music, unlike the other, unlike the other ones that. No, is but this is everywhere. this is a personal list. I'm not no, gonna hate on I the other no, list. It's just. I was just complimenting you. Your, oh, your well, list is concise. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's I'm like not when you match like. Um, clothing colors together like right like that's what your list is <laughs> thank you very much I, I really appreciate the love for my list <laughs> I'm wearing one of those like little spinny caps with a leather jacket <laughs> yeah. and like uh, I don't even know I'm wearing like one of those like fake tattoo arm sleeves <laughs> like a uh, with on my on my left sleeve and then my right one has like a shooter sleeve <laughs> <laughs> um Matt your last one I have a feeling I know who this is I feel like I do too just because you haven't said him should we open the panel for some betting real quick? Uh, breaking, breaking news. Um, I just won a $35 parlay. Oh, that's okay. not breaking news. Fuck. No, no, no. We're, we're going to need to talk about this breaking news thing, yeah, all right? That's gonna be Regular season hockey wins and parlay bets are not breaking news to our podcast. Okay, so yes, my, they are. my fourth Mount Rushmore, since no one wanted to guess since they're breaking news and bullshit oh, we're break. Oh, the lines? Who do you think it is? Uh, Mac Miller. Yeah, I think it's Mac Miller. Oh, it is Mac Miller. I know my brother. Yeah. Best for last. I've, oh, I've, pro- I've thank you very much. I probably listen to every song this man's ever created. I love him so so much. I wish he was still here making music, and I cry myself to sleep every night thinking about him. Uh, what is your favorite song? Would you say? Oh, you cannot do this to me. I'm doing this to you. What is your favorite song on record? Remember, there is a hot mic in the room. Oh, thank God. Thank God I have his, all of his music up right now. So, um, well, he thanks Ed. I want to I ask you a question. Like, shoot. Uh, what's your favorite Kenny Chesty song? Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, um, right back at you. Yeah. Thanks, Brett. No, Sing no, I, 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 do, I do know mine. I do know mine. Oh, what is it? Uh, Come Over. Come Over? Yep. Well, I, I like that one. Yeah. So, my favorite Mac Miller song. It's a, very, it's a very good song. Very, very sappy. Yes. Yeah, I'll take a listen. Very sappy, but very, mm. very good. I'm stuck between three. Oof. Uh, best day ever. Uh, Rush, I do know that song. Rush hour. Don't know that one. And Nike's on my feet. Nike's on my best feet is. Best day ever. Nike's on my feet. Freshman year. That's just like he talks about like big like Nike's on my feet. Keep my cipher complete. I just Google what does cipher mean and I was like, oh, that's <laughs> what cipher <laughs> means. It's like cool. <laughs> nice. 
Um, what's the song that is na 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 Pittsburgh, yeah. thank you. I knew it was a Pennsylvania city. Diamonds and Gold by Mac. Mag Good. I'm not Fire good with song. music like that. One thing I'm, never I'm not good with the names. I've been looking back. No, like when when they just finally decided to put the Best Day Ever mixtape on Spotify and Apple Music, I jumped for freaking joy. That was the the best day ever. That was post mortem. Uh, no. No, they put it on earlier than that, right? It was like it was honestly it was pro- it was like a week or two before he died. That's weird. Because I forget it dropped it dropped with something else. I forget what. Uh, I'm not gonna spend my waste yeah. my time thinking about it. Uh, Brett, I'm gonna change my answer to what you said about oh. uh, my favorite Kenny Chesney song, uh, "Pirate Song." That's my that's my favorite. It's like a one A one B. Do you guys remember that song from back in the day, "The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything"? Or is that like a thing that only I remember? <laughs> no, no, that's a you thing. About. Yeah, I think oh. it's a you thing. I don't know where I got that one from, but can I, can I throw in an honorable mention? Please here? go ahead. So my one honorable mention is um, going to go back towards the rock stage. Um, we go with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm, that, yeah, that yeah. Popped in my head. Yeah, they're on my list. Okay, it's from Veggie Tales. I can distinctly remember the night before ever going to California, throwing on Danny California and just oh. bumping. Getting home in the state of Mississippi. I could tell you, I was a hippie. I would be lying to you if I did not do that myself. I would be lying. But I think the new the new song that I listen to, you know, when we go to California is California by Tim McGraw and Big and Rich. <laughs> I'm, I just say I'm going, going back, back oh, to Oh, yeah, he's going back to Cali. He's a classy <laughs> one. Uh, another honorable mention I want to throw out there, uh, The Black Keys. I don't know if you guys oh. Very good one. Very good one. I love The Black Keys. They're so fucking good. Shout out Beethoven. Matt has his four. Kanye West, The Beatles... Avicii and Mac Miller. That was a very, very informative and educational exercise. Hopefully, you guys uh, have a better understanding of us as people after that. Don't take uh, this I, the wrong way for my list, please. I'm not like an anger <laughs> freak. Next week, we're doing favorite Mount Rushmore of colors. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of cloud formations. Nimbus. Cumulo Nimbus. You gotta think of other Mount Rushmores. Weed strains. I thought that'd be funny. Oh, well, well, <laughs> what you say? Weed strains. Oh, I didn't hear that. I just went, woo! Never heard of it. Pineapple Express. Oh? <laughs> oh, well, you could say that. You could say that. Oh, so. well, it is yeah. decriminalized in the state of movies. New York. That's true. Movies next week. Oh, movies. Oh, God, that's going to be harder than fucking artists. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, we'll set a date right now. Yeah, we're, doing, well, we're doing movies yeah. next week, so you everyone start. Everyone start thinking about your movies. I had a professor who a professor's for a stupid icebreaker that we had to do. Ask she was like, state your favorite movie. I literally said to what her, kind of she, she, she was like, you have to say your favorite movie in Italian. This was last year. Are you Fuck. fucking kidding me? I was like, Fuck. I was like, you're making me think of a favorite movie on the first day. Like I'm gonna need like another month. And then I gotta translate that shit. Yeah, you would have thought. El Shawshanko read. Redemption, or is that Spanish? That was in Redemption. <laughs> yeah, that's your favorite movie. Uh, it would be. It's in. It's in my top like five. Right up there with. I Casa. can guarantee you, Shawshank Redemption is going to be on my uh, Mount Rushmore for next with, week with Casablanca. 
Uh, Casablanca is probably going to be up there too, and Gone, with, and Gone with the Wind it's too. Four for movies, it's going to be rough. Mircolo Sugiatico. Goodfellas. Shark Tales. What is that? Mircolo <laughs> Sugiatico. Oh, Miracle on Ice. Yeah. The Timmy Turner, Jimmy Neutron collab. Oh. That's gonna be oh, brother. That's National Treasure. Timmy versus Jimmy. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, okay. Wonderful exercise. Can't wait for next week, gentlemen. Uh, bachelor. I got a fart. Yeah, the trip smell. They got picked up, by the way, if you're <laughs> 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 I know we're just a little bit. <laughs> if this basement smells like Chernobyl, I might oh, leap I over was... this table. I say this all the time. I should trademark this. My shit don't smell. My shit don't smell. My shit don't stank. Can't say the same. Uh, I know someone at this table that definitely cannot say the same. Yeah, you had that toxic ass. Oh, my God. I don't don't recall, Senator. What did I say at the dirty table tonight? Oh. Chernobyl, Sesame Street. (laughs) Who is that? Um. Don't work. Santa. Cut it. (laughs) Santa Maria. You saw that? (laughs) So. Are some inappropriate pictures? No, no, disturbing. No. There's a picture Actually, of a face. I'm gonna start off this bachelor discussion. That was the biggest waste of my time. Uh, yeah, they really. That was terrible. Been, I actually oh, agree with you on that one. First that of all, coming into that episode, or coming out of that episode, we've been bamboozled. We all we, thought, yeah, we've been hoodwinked. We've been hoodwinked, and most certainly bamboozled. We've been run amok. Oh, that's what's the fault? What's this from? Even I don't even Stephen know. Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> oh, that's he said that. That's where I know it. We've from. been betrayed. We've been, what, what is it? Hoodwinked, bamboozled, run amok, and something flat out like <laughs> deflated or something like that. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> right. Flat out deceived. <laughs> no, uh, we we were, we were bamboozled though. We really thought that that was gonna be a full episode. We were gonna get some nice content, and we got nothing. We got a whole hour and a half basically of all the quote ex girlfriends of Peter. Oh, what a weird God. way to refer to them. Yeah, um, yeah Chris really fucked great, up with that. Great, uh, <laughs> great Peter line. I never thought I'd be in the same room with what, some no. of my exes. All the exes minus one. No, there was a couple oh, that were missing. Uh, what was a couple? Two. Most importantly, Two. Kelly was not there. Three. Just disgusting. Who, who were the other? Natasha was not there. Yeah. yeah. Kelly was not there. And then... Um, there was a couple missing. The Vietnamese was woman. A few. Yeah, Yasmin, I believe, wasn't sure. there. I mean, uh, Kelly, Jasmine, Natasha, yeah. just way too... Jasmine is the Vietnamese one? No. You know two of them are dating now? Two of the contestants? Elect- no, Jasmine was there. She's in a relationship with that girl, Alexa. The ginger? No, the one, the poofy hair one. Rosie the Riveter. Yeah. Rosie the Riveter? Y'all know. No, I, I mean, I know you The one with the nose, right? looks nothing like Rosie the Riveter. The one with the weird-ass face. Do you know what Rosie the Riveter looks like? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying, I'm, face. I'm trying to connect the dots here. No, she, no. Uh, you're not connecting these dots. I got to see a picture of her. So anyway. These two are dating. What? Yeah. <laughs> she was there. Interesting. The one on the left was there. Good for them. I was saying that's gonna happen eventually. I mean, it's like what's your? They found out they're freaky. That's oh, no, no, for no. sure. No, my my theory very early in the show was that you have this room full of beautiful women who are all looking for a relationship. What? How long is it gonna take for someone to come on there and be like, I don't give a shit about this fucking bachelor guy. I'm here to find myself a girlfriend, and just mess around that's, with contestants. That's a pretty good finesse if you can find your way onto the show. It's very true. Clearly it happened. It happened. Possibly. Um, but before we got to uh, the after the, the girls final rose, the two girls tell all, yeah. Um, we... You good? <laughs> God bless you in advance. Uh, we did have a rose ceremony. Uh, the whole suspense of 
Where's Maddie? Apparently, Maddie is with one D and one I, which was interesting. What? Yeah, interesting. yeah, yeah. I tell oh, you, on the bottom it. with the, the yeah, uh, with whatever the, the captions. captions. The bottom captions. third subtitle for being what? It's called the bottom third. Is for, it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yes, it is. They spelled it Maddie. That is television lingo. M A D I. Yeah. Well, that's how our name is spelled, I guess. But yeah, that's is fair. It Madison with one D. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. James Madison, like the president. Sure. Not James Madison, the soccer player. Who's no, not two D's. I believe. Yes, James Madison from Brent. Less from Leicester <laughs> is in fact scored. Uh, scored. Britzer spelled. Is it bad that like with as two soon as you said James Madison, I thought about the Leicester player before the president. Yeah, a little bit. A little, little terrible. You're with the current times, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get on board. So, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we did have Hannah Ann. Get the first rose. Expected. Was, Expected. Yeah. In typical Bachelor fashion. Wasn't happy about that. Was oh. very unhappy about that. Because she was spied with Josh Dobbs. It's like over Twitter right now. <laughs> so now it's just... But, never mind. It's just... That pissed me off. Because now we, we know that basically whoever's left is winning because... Which is well, 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 Madison. Well, we don't know. Maybe Peter hired Josh Dobbs as a... Uh, smokescreen. As a smokescreen, yeah. That... Ooh. You, I'm right back in. No, or he not. throws a Tim Wakefield knuckleball at a left field, and then some tomfoolery happens, and like the, there's like two Aaron, episodes. Like Aaron Boone crushing it and sending it to the upper deck in Yankee Stadium to send the Yankees to the World Series in 2003. Well, yeah. we gotta we gotta <sighs> talk win? about um, no. what it's okay. Chris Harrison. It's okay. What Chris Harrison said during the show. He 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 dropped a little knowledge on us, like su- suddenly. With um, as far as finding out the ending of who wins, he said something like, "Peter doesn't even know it yet." Did you guys catch that one? I did. Wait, what? Yeah, I did catch yeah. that. He said something like, Peter, he, he talked about like groundbreaking ending that's never happened before in The Bachelor, and he was like, Peter doesn't even know who won, who won yet, or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. Or like, they just dropped that, and everybody just moved on. I was like, what? Uh, how is that possible when he picks the winner? Something, uh, Groundbreak, something again, Groundbreaking ending. Going back to what we discussed, what was it, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, we when did, Brett yeah. and I both said, that was my prediction too, that... If yeah. I had to pick one, it is Madison, but I don't think anybody wins because Peter has royally fucked it up as The Bachelor, as he the did. cool kid set. By not taking Victoria, so I've explained that her name. That's why I fucked it up. Hey, I'll, t- I'll take that $10. That was, you know, that, was, that was a worthwhile $10. I will say, though, our bet's not over. How so? Because it was $10 if Victoria gets voted off. Which she did, so that's ten dollars to you. Right. But there was the second part that was ten dollars to me on top of the what was expected to be another ten dollars if she wins. Now we've already seen one woman come back this year, and oh. there's a lot of bombshell shit going on right now. Tim's down, but he's not out. I'm not out yet. She hasn't lost the show yet. She just got voted off. Okay, so you're saying that that second part of the bet is still alive. All right, I, I will. A lot of chatter too that she might be pregnant with Peter's kid. I've heard that one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. I've heard it so much because at first it was like haha, but now scary. it's now it's like Pugh. that'd be quite the comeback. That would be something. Do I get any money for a kid? Oh, I feel like you should throw him a couple bills for a kid. <laughs> if if I was right, that he at least had a reason to be attached to this this woman. Like I feel like you should throw him like the five. I'm not. I'm not pushing. I would. Th- I'll, pushing I'll, th- I'll throw. I'll I throw just, on the five. I want my ten. No, no, no I, I, 
If she's pregnant, Come on, if she got a kid, bro, you if she's be pregnant, like five dollars worth. I don't even care about that at that point. The content alone would be enough money for me. We like, could, we would spend a whole podcast talking about the implications of Victoria F getting pregos on the freaking Bachelor. Well, because Pete couldn't keep his brajol under control. I don't think there's really much else to talk about with this episode, right? I mean, or no, don't take advantage of say. the uh, complimentary condoms that ABC should be providing for a I dating show. I would hope that ABC and their parent company Disney are helping to promote safe sexual practices. Imagine Disney. a Disney-owned program ended with someone getting knocked up and like <laughs> just completely fucked the, the stock the next day crash. Mickey Mouse would have a heart attack. Disney could do anything at that point. Damn. Mickey Mouse would have an absolute heart attack. Walt Disney would be turning over in his grave. This is what I live my life to try and create, and it just came tumbling down thanks to one bachelor and his pistol, which was clearly shooting. All I can say right now is I'm very excited to see how this ends because is is next episode actually the last episode? There's two next week. There's two next week. There's two? There's two episodes. Wait, is it going to be on Wednesday? Oh, it's Monday, Tuesday. Oh, thank God. Tu- Tuesday? Yeah, Monday, Tuesday. You can't just change it like that. Why not? I have a different schedule Tuesday. Oh, yeah, see, like, that's a problem. It doesn't interfere with it, but, like, have, you're going to throw me off. Very personal. I have two midterms, including my French midterm, on Thursday next oh, week. Oh, so we Wednesday wait. night bachelor would have been a big issue. Oh, we got that big midterm Thursday, but... Yeah, me and Bert have a theology midterm as well. I don't know why I'm talking about this on the pod. Bless you both. We should be talking about Reggie Bush's birthday, which was Monday. He turned 35. Wow. What was his uh, claim to fame? Um, uh, you know, his claim to fame was the Rose Bowl 2006. Okay. Not the Heisman that he doesn't have anymore. Which is a disgrace, by the way. Or his Super Bowl ring with the Saints. His claim to fame was losing in the Rose Bowl in 2006. I think it's very fair. I think it's very fair. But he's 35, fun fact. That's very interesting. That Reggie Bush is 35. That makes me feel very fucking old. Right? That's actually disgraceful. I was I was about to jump in, and you said that was a fun fact. And I was going to be like, another fun fact, and like hit you with one of our, uh, our oh, classics. Hit us with Shall it. I? Yeah, of course. Did you guys know Anthony Davis grew eight inches in one summer in high school? Used to be a point guard. That makes my legs hurt. People forget that. Yeah, did you know? I kind of want to drop another one, but uh, yeah, you don't have no, uh, to. Let's you, stick to one a week. No, oh, you got this, oh, this is like a half of one. Okay. Did you know that uh, Jimmy Graham played tight end in college? That's crazy because I'm pretty sure, um, uh, was it Antonio Gates? Antonio Gates played, but there was someone more recently. Um, Mike Gesicki? Mike Gesicki, that's the one. Yeah. All played basketball in college. Did you fucking know? Interesting. Because I fucking know. And then every time they jump for a ball, every, every time they jump for a ball, you hear that they played basketball in they college. They played basketball in college. They, 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 love, the, they love oh, talking oh, about the boxing. The boxing out. Exactly what it is. Every time. So you know we played basketball back in college. So he knows that a box out of safety on a jump ball. Oh, I had no idea. Thank Jesus. you. Thank you, Troy Aikman. Really, we'll really, really appreciate it. We'll come back with some more. Yeah, we got more on deck. Don't worry. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. This is we're turning a new leaf on the Basement Talk podcast. Fun we're facts. getting Mount Rushmore's, and we're getting fun facts. Fun brought facts to you by Brett and Tim. Galore over here, and Rose Bowl content. Of course. And oh, Rose of course. Bowl content. Yes. Uh, okay. Let's talk some uh, some FA Cup. We're gonna go through. Uh, we're gonna go through. 
bulk of the games. Uh, we'll talk about the ones. We'll just hit on the ones that really aren't necessarily important. Uh, Newcastle three two victors over West Bromwich Albion. Cool. Watch uh, every minute of it. Sheffield United two one victors over Reading. That was an extra time. Um, we'll talk about we'll talk about Man City one uh, nil over uh, over Sheffield Wednesday. The goal scorer, of course, was Sergio Aguero. Sheffield Wednesday had only one shot on goal. That's pretty terrible. Uh, twenty twenty percent of the possession. I think they're also they're up there with potentially getting bumped up to the uh, the Prem this year. They're like one of those top six teams. They were. If they're not right now, don't don't. Come no, I, w- I won't come at you. I won't come at you. I know because I, I saw it'd be interesting to have Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday in the uh, in the same. That league. would be something. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, did they drop? Yeah, they're twelfth. Oh, they, maybe that was early yeah. in the season. Yeah. So never mind. That makes sense then. <laughs> yeah, so we're looking at uh, we're looking at right now West Brom and Leeds getting the automatic promotion bids. Wonderful. And then Fulham playing Even Preston North better. End and Brentford playing Nottingham Forest I, for the final playing game, which would be at Wembley between the two winners of uh, of those matchups. Now, this being my first opportunity for a team to get promoted that I've already seen get relegated. What's the general mindset with you guys when you guys see who's coming up next year? Are you guys rooting for teams you've never seen in the Premier League before? Oh, always. Okay, yeah. Always. So I'm I'm kind of pissed off that West Brom and Fulham are both contenders right here, right? I'm not. But that's just a personal thing. It's another West London team in well, Fulham. Well, you want Fulham and That Leeds, makes sense. Leeds back in the day was Chelsea's, like, their biggest rival. Well, so Leeds Leeds I get because I haven't seen Leeds play in the Premier League yet. Fulham, They've been in the Premier League in a long but, time. But generally I wouldn't want Fulham in, I mean... Just like I've already seen them play. Well, Fulham, Fulham have to get in because they're doing a uh, multi-million dollar renovation on Craven Cottage right now, and it's supposed to be the to next, the next big stadium in, um, in English football, Craven Cottage. Where the hell did they get the money for that? Uh, Shad Khan is the uh, oh, owner. Oh, sh- I thought he was in Swansea. Uh, nope, nah, Fulham. Fulham. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. So All last right. time the Le- Leeds United were in the Premier League was in, uh, fuck, here we go, 2003-2004. Wait, yep. so I just realized, you're telling me that Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, who play many, many games in London. Two next year. Two next year, two yep. home games in London. You're telling me that their owner is also building a football stadium. English football in London. Renovating it. Renovating it. Renovating it. I'm assuming it's going to be NFL football ready. No. No. Nah, probably no. Not. Really? Nope. Nah, it's not going to be that big. It's not, it's no. not big like that. It's not going to be gargantuan, but it's, it's going to be. It's bigger than a football field. No, yeah, but I mean as far as stands and stuff. Well, they only, have, they only have so much land that they can build on because the majority of the land around Craven Cottage is, is historically it's protected. industrial, yeah. So what, what not, is, No, not, not well, industrial at all. It's residential. Residential, that's what I meant. It's residential. Um, seating wise, are we talking plus twenty thousand? Um, Gotta be at least twenty thousand, right? That's more people you're getting at an average Jaguars game. Probably. I'm on it. I wouldn't be surprised. If that's gonna be their test, I'm I'm just I'm just putting the thought out there because if the, the Jaguars owner's investing in a massive stadium It in currently the, seats twenty five thousand right now. And with renovations I could easily get up to thirty thousand plus, which is more than enough, I would say, for a Jaguars game. He's making the move. He's getting rid of all the players, too. He is. Oh, my God. He's dumping salaries. Uh, keep Are going with those um, those FA Cup scores. Yeah. Um, so, Man City with, uh, defeated Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Arsenal 2-0 winners over Portsmouth. We'll talk about that. 
Uh, Chelsea 2-0 <coughs> over Liverpool. We will definitely talk about that. Just want to cover that up. Uh, Norwich won in a penalty shootout against Spurs. We will absolutely 100% talk about that because there is so much to talk about from that match. And Leicester defeat Birmingham 1-0. Um, we'll start with Arsenal over Portsmouth. Oh, yeah. um, was, that, was that a group decision? <laughs> at least, uh, at least, no, it's the least exciting out of the bunch. It, so. it, it, it is the least exciting of the bunch. And that's not even kidding. It, it yeah. is the least exciting of the bunch. It was a snooze. Uh, yeah, it was a dominating performance from uh, from Arsenal. It was a workmanlike performance. As it should have been. Um, Socrates and Eddie Nketiah with the, uh, with the goals. And they were drawn for the next round against Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. That will be... An absolute treat to go to Bramall Lane and play Sheffield United. I am really looking forward to it. Not. Um, Chelsea 2, Liverpool 0. That was wonderful. I had so much fun watching that game. You know, when Adrian made that mistake, I was like, I was like hyperventilating. I was laughing so hard. I, no, I, was, really, I was on my phone and I saw the ball in the back of the net. And I looked up, I was like, what the fuck just happened? All I saw was the thing go from 0-0 to 1-0. That was just like, did my little celebration. And I saw the replay and I was like, wow, that's luck. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't fortunate enough to catch any of this game. Luck, congratulations. Uh, I got in some uh, some of the radio broadcasting, which is absolutely wonderful to listen to, by the way. Um, you know, Chelsea got us at the right time. They really hit us when we were down. We just lost a huge game. Our captain's out right now, and I, I know that the FA Cup has its historic way of going, where it's all this, you know, it's all random draws and however it works. It's just unfortunate that like, you know, we have to play a team like Chelsea when we're like clearly the best team. We're we're you know leading the Premier League, which is something to say as far as being the best team in England, and we get stuck with a team like Chelsea, when other teams that are like like these garbage teams are playing. What was the one that really pissed me off? Um, Sheffield Wednesday against Man City? Yeah, it was either that one or it was Newcastle against West Brom. Uh, those, it's just like... Well, that's a fair enough matchup. It's a fair matchup, but does the fucking team deserve a fair matchup? What do, you want a cake? what do you want, a cakewalk? I'm just saying in, in a general sports sense, you get promoted or you get rewarded for having a better record. And I'm not... Like, I get the, I get the format. This, it's just like, it sucks to see a team like Liverpool get their, their hard matchups earlier... Also getting dogged with away match after away match after away match in the FA Cup. Talk to Arsenal about it. We're gonna play uh, three in a row. Uh, uh, no, I mean it's it's unfortunate for you too. It's, yeah. it's it's a it's a flaw in the format in my eyes, but it's the way it's always been done. So it's not like we deserved any more than we got. I am upset that we lost, but as a fan, I'm not terribly upset with the fact that we lost our captain and we didn't put out a full squad and we lost a hard game. It happens, like. We're starting to come back. I'm pretty sure Henderson will be back for our Champions League match. I fucking hope so. Which would be ideal because I don't know what the hell is going to happen if we play three games in a row without him. I, that team might combust at that uh, point. I mean, I can tell you this right now. If Atleti score at Anfield, it's over. No, absolutely. Oh, it's over. No way. Well, no, no, no. It's over. If, no. if Henderson doesn't play, you're saying. No, I'm saying if they score, period, it's over. Oh, no. If, no, if, just, if we have a full squad, they we have, can win. They have the win best goals against record in Europe. It's fine. Their defense is ridiculous. Their defense is. I'm not saying it's any kind of gimme, but I'm saying never count us out. You can't just automatically. No, I'm not. I'm not counting you out, but you you have to score. You just counted us out. 
be, a, score, be afraid. You'd That's you'd a count. better you'd word. Score, you'd score two goals. You'd score two goals against the best defense in Europe. Yeah. Um, it's going well, to be hard. Three, yeah. Then yeah. Also, they'll, they'll make them down on away goals also. Yeah. No, right now we only need one goal. And we just take it to PKs. Well, if you score, if you score, if you score one before they do, then then it's it's game on. Yeah, it's a game, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's game on. That, those games are so stressful, man. But uh, oh, so but the problem is the problem is if if you go two one up, and it's late, and they oh, nick and they nick fuck. one. Hate that. The away goals. No, I the hate goals get you. I hate playing the second leg at home. It is ten times more stressful. Yeah, I used to enjoy I playing agree. the away games first. No, it's I, it's. I, I still the Barca one we did play away. I'm still first. on board with it. It works like, for us. I like home games first. I like. Away I games. do too. Especially when we need it. Right now, we need a home crowd behind us to win that kind That's of game. True. Like right, we're not we're not gonna go into somewhere else and just bully someone without Henderson. And, you know, it's it's rough right now, but it's not like it's like the end of the world as a Liverpool fan. We still have plenty of good stuff to look at. The treble slipped away from us, but, you know, you can't be greedy. It doesn't happen every year. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else to say? I mean, I again, I was too busy being the young CEO. I didn't catch this game. Mm. Um, it sucks. We've lost three out of the past four, you know. 49-49 uh, undefeated. 49-49, like, I say... 49-49 undefeated, no, playing football the Arsenal way. So just for the uh, for the record, that was a song about Arsenal going undefeated in the Premier League, which was a tremendous feat, but let's not forget that Arsenal won 26 games and drew 12. We've already won 26 games, and we're four games away from winning the league in March. Um, I think that's worth noting. Also, Arsenal's undefeated run was at 48 ga- 49 games. We won 48 in a row, so Arsenal did top us there, but... It's not like we're that far off. Like we still accomplished very similar things to what they did. We just didn't get that all spanned in one season. Oh, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say, but I did. I just remembered. Uh, I blame Tim's jersey being washed for our losses yeah, recently. I don't want to talk about that. Hey, you, you're I forgetting I was wearing the lucky sweatshirt. So we haven't oh, lost a game no, since this I got. Is, this I'm talking jersey. about before the Chelsea. Game. I'm talking about from the uh, Watford game, right? This is the Watford game. Yeah, yeah. Where Tim's jersey. Was washed. Yeah, mm. I wear the same. It wasn't washed before. Wear I, the same sweatshirt for every Chelsea game. I only wear my jersey when I'm watching Liverpool games, so it's not a big deal that it hasn't been washed. I only wear it for like an hour at a time. I hang up my two jerseys I in my shame room. You if you didn't need any. Then I have to wear my yeah. my specific Just sweatshirt. Put that out there. This could be a whole subject matter, but I'm gonna go for it anyway. Um, while Liverpool, I'm not gonna take anything away from them. I'm not going. I'm not going that route. Not going that route. What they have done is very impressive. Very impressive. Their squad is absolutely ridiculous. But the thing is, I feel like Liverpool have had it. I don't want to say easy because no. they've earned they, no no, they've earned everything that they had that they have. You say you don't want to they through that word. No, out no, no. There. They're going to win the Premier League. Uh Champions League, we'll see. Um they won the Club World Cup, but you look at their level of competition for the year. Man City, they're, they are not what they were. They fucked up royally by letting company walk, not signing a center back. Their best center back is now hurt. So they were out of it a long time ago. Arsenal, Man United, they're, they're banter FC right now. Spurs are a mess. Chelsea, they're not ready to contend for the Premier League, not yet. And then Leicester, no one, no one was really you know picking Leicester to go up against Liverpool and say, okay, that this is the potentially second best team in England. So um, I, I feel like this was the year sort of like 
when it was Leicester's year, when they won. It was sort of the same. It was a boring year. It's the same way. It was the it, it was oh, the, the year. you guys are saying right now. No, first of all, how? first how? of all, there are some solid teams in the Premier League right now. I don't want to hear that shit. The, yes, there have been injuries. Fine. Compared to you guys? Compared to, compared to you guys? No. But... You're you're God. you're you're five steps above everybody else, and that's a that's a that's bad. No, I'm not, I'm not like, saying that's bad. <laughs> I'm just saying that you have had it easy in relation. You just said you weren't going to say we had it easy, and then you throw that out there. It hasn't been easy at all. We've played tough games. It's like, been easier. Like no, and the fact that yeah, fine. We maybe some teams are beat up this year, but if you look at the Premier League winning season in like 2004, you had to win like you had to have 80 points. Like that's fine. We're on pace to score over 100 points. Like, yeah, you're gonna you're, like you'll break that record. Fine, yeah. maybe we were handed a little bit easier if that's what you want to say. But we we're blowing it out of the water, and I don't even I think it's fair to say it's easier when you can't just compare two Premier League seasons and act like one was harder, one was easier. Like in terms of what other teams are, uh, how their states of their clubs are, you can easily can. But and, and, and you look a, and you look at as a whole, you can't compare teams' records against each other. It's it's, it's an entirely different situation. The t- team's records and all that shit fluctuates based on other teams, even playing fields. 100%. In any sports league, you cannot just declare one year is harder than another one for whatever reasons you come up with. You absolutely can. You absolutely, uh, yeah. you absolutely I, can. So like, because I, you look, no, at, the le- you look like, at the level of competition. This is, what I'm, this is what I think. I think... You're telling me that injuries, a, having younger kids have to be lead roles now. And, and two, overall, two of the top clubs in the country being shit. Old. You could be 17 years old and be the best player in the world. No, but I'm just... To do yeah, with no, but in a league like the Premier League, you have to adapt I to mean, the your fact... Every, like every, people, every, your team's in shambles. It everything mean it's fluctuates. A, it's an easy season. No, but it's like, like, you guys are still... It makes it easier. It makes it easier. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. That's what I said. If you don't have your best people, if you don't have your right best now. people out there every week, how are you going to say it's the not easy? The fact that this has turned into a this was easy for Liverpool thing is absolutely insane. Yeah, I'm like not even like we're not taking. We're I, I not even. I'm not even to bother with knowledge anymore. No, you're not. You're not. Li- you're not listening. Ridiculous. You're not listening. We're no, saying. I'm hearing what you're saying. It you was easy season. No, it's been easier given. The other competition for Liverpool has not been. The competition up to, hasn't been there. As no, it has. It hasn't been there. I'm not taking away what Liverpool has done. I'm not taking away what they've done. You guys done. have taken advantage of it. No, no. Yeah, okay. and, and that's not can a bad I, thing. Uh, can I say what the fuck? Go ahead. I'm say, Go ahead. Um, for I don't know how you guys like. Again, I guess we haven't watched as much as you guys have, but just to say, oh, in years past, it was much harder to win. Like. I, I need some like evidence to back that shit up. Like, like I don't get how like I, I haven't passed. Sure, sure. Like, when I, I Arsenal can, won it all. I can give you that the when, when, season. when Arsenal won it in the Invincible season, you had argu- arguably you had the best team in the country. You had an adversary with Manchester United. The Arsenal Manchester United games in the late nineties, early two thousands, up to about two thousand five. It was like war. Those were the only two teams that mattered back then. Like, well, that's my t- point. The, the crim- okay, so but that okay, was because so there was two teams back then. Back in the day, there was literally like two or three good teams in the Premier League at a time, and then those teams would cycle through. And it was always okay, so, Man United. So this year, what's the problem? Like I know Man. I'm saying that Liver- right I'm now. saying that Liverpool are the only great team that there is. There is not a club in in the Premier League right now that can hold a candle to Liverpool. Well, thank there's you none. For that. But I mean, there's none. Just- I it's mean, just fact. I think we're just like discounting Man City a little bit by like they just went into Real Madrid and won two one. That's like, not saying much when their whole team was injured. Okay, then then then, then what, Liverpool's what? way ahead of everybody in the rest of Europe. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. No, but you're discrediting it by saying no, we're not good enough you're, to reach. You're their, saying to that reach. they're 
that they they took advantage of an easy year. You're saying yeah. this is the same thing as when Leicester yes. won? Yes, I'm, I'm it's saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying won. it's a bad thing They're going to win, they're the, gonna win the Premier League. Oh my how many no, more? How many put this very like, negative towards, no, like, yeah, I'm by not saying biased since at all. other teams aren't as good as like as you think like they are. I never knew bad thing. other teams were shit was a bad thing. I, well, because cause, cause you're, cause you're saying they're shit. That doesn't, like, you're not saying Liverpool's, like, I don't... Okay. Because we, Did I not just say five seconds ago Liverpool are great? Yes, no, I understand. No, no, you guys are playing the game, though, where you're saying, like, oh, yeah, they're great, but, it's like, because other this, teams aren't this, as good as they this. usually no, are. No, That's no, no, what no, I'm no, saying. Because no. you're saying Real Madrid is as good as they Okay, usually fine. Are. They have Barcelona's a great, they have a great attack. Are. Their midfield's awesome, and their, ba- their defense is like, incredible. That has nothing to do with what I just said. No, but if you want more credit, I'm good. I'm complimenting your team. I want you to respond to what I'm asking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, to say, like, this is what I, this is what we think you guys are saying. Real Madrid is not as good as what they usually are. So that's like, we're taking that as a knock. Against us, no. Barcelona's not as good as they usually are. No, but like Real Madrid and Barcelona pass. are tied for points in La Liga. Okay, but but like that's your that's your knock against us. That's that's how we're taking it. You're saying Man said, City's not as good as they a, were for the past. It's not a years. knock at all. Man that's City, just you just, interpreting it as being negative. You said, it's not you negative. You just said that Man City going to Real Madrid and winning two one. Yeah, isn't, isn't saying isn't, much. isn't saying much. That's just not true. At the current like, state of Real Madrid. Thank you. So you're saying what I just said that you just. What said you said you was not true. Yeah, <laughs> you're just agreeing with what I just said. To go into Real Madrid, first of all, that's not true. To go into Real Madrid in any year, that's a solid squad. To go in there and win 2-1 is, is very impressive. Any team that goes into the burnabout and wins, that's impressive, yes. Also, just not a terrible year but for that's, Real Madrid. Like, but that's also, you're taking that what we're saying in terms of Man City going into the burnabout and winning... We're saying that result is impressive. You're taking it as we're saying that the Man City squad itself is impressive. We're not saying that. We're not saying that. We're saying that this is probably the weakest Man City squad that there years. has been since the Arabs have taken over. Absolutely. While they have Pep, while they have Aguero, while they have Jesus, their defense is a mess. You look at you look at Liverpool. I I, I have no problem saying this. There's this, not this one is, hole in that team. There's not one hole in that team whatsoever. And what I'm saying is when Leicester won. That was Leicester's year. Where if that was the that was the year where they were going to win it because Liverpool they were in the shits. They were still building. Man City, Pep had just gotten there. They were, they were building, doing their thing. Man United were a fucking car crash. And the three teams that year that had a real shot at winning, Arsenal were bottle job FC, Spurs they're allergic to success, and it was it was Leicester's year. They took advantage of the situation. They won it, and they're in the history books. It's the same thing with Liverpool. Liverpool are miles above everybody else. Can, can, we, can we all agree on this? Yes. Yeah, but, okay, this is, this is when we disagree, is why? Why are they miles ahead of everybody else? I'm saying because they have a better squad than everybody else. They, have, they, originally they don't like, have... No, they have not had... Originally, you didn't say that. This they have, no, they, it's, they have a better squad, and the competition isn't as steep yes. as it should be. Yep, correct. That's where we're having a problem. <laughs> yeah. Correct. The competition fluctuates every year in the Premier League, first of all. Yeah. And this idea that you could just, like, say seasons are harder is just... It, there, unless you can find me some stat that, like, has to do with, like, competitiveness within the league, which there are stats out there. If you want to go out there and find it for me about why this year is not mm-hmm. as competitive as other years, find it for me and prove it to me. Because I can they, tell they, you. It's because Liverpool... But if you're going by eye test because you guys have been watching soccer longer, which you find, you do have a better read on I can give you. I can give you Premier League tables right now at the end of each year if you'd like me to. I don't like the... the no, the tables are different, the though. That's no, not it, my it, question. I'm talking about no. statistics. Like, talking about... Uh, I don't... There's, there's statistics that compare the leagues to each other where you could see that, you know, like, Syria has, like, more red cards and, like, there's all this shit that's out there that proves what is and what isn't, like, more competitive. 
but to just say it based on the eye test is just ridiculous. And I I get that you find you aren't saying explicitly that Liverpool like got away with it this year. Yeah. Like having no, I'm not year, saying that. But yeah, like no, the, the, they've the, earned it. Yeah, they've right. earned it. But this wasn't like it was like something that we was like. All right, yeah, Liverpool wins this year. Like, in the beginning of the season, that was not the case. Uh, uh, I said some from day one, no one's beating Liverpool. But that doesn't mean anything. Even in you December, when you guys were 14-0, and, and I would say, oh, Liverpool are winning the league, and you guys would say, shh. Yeah, exactly. Well, fine, when a team's 14-0, you can start saying, all right, they might win the league. Like, that makes sense. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying that it's not like this season we came into it, and it was all like, just it was just there. Like, Liverpool already wins the league. Yeah, I did. I did. Congratulations. Because I, I but said that's it. that's not a factual thing. That was your opinion. Yeah. I'm talking but it's about different. it wasn't like some thing came out where it was like, it was like a given. Like there was no shot that anyone else wins the league this year. Yeah. There's, no, there's no such thing. These injuries didn't just like, like appear out of nowhere and like all of a sudden like where are the guys? Like like they, they worked out and like those injuries happened in the course of the season and it happens. Like it's nothing was, it, I'm not even, I'm so, I can't do this anymore. See, I, I, just, I, I think, I think you're. fucking so stupid. You're you're missing it. You're, no, you're missing because it completely. I get what you're saying. Like I do get what you're saying, but you're it's it's the the reason you're saying it. You're discrediting it. You, no, I'm not discrediting are. it at all. It's it's the way soccer works, and this is the thing that pisses me off about soccer is that there's so many different trophies, there's so many different ways to win, there's so many different ways to please your fans. Every fan base sits in their corner. I just said this to you, and they have their little trophies and their little accolades and what makes their team special, and they just sit there and just throw stones at the other guys, and it's like, well, we have all these FA Cups, well, we went undefeated this one time, well, we have the most Champions Leagues. It's just. That shit is so annoying, and I guess it's the that's the vibe of it's the soccer. The nature of the beast. But like the, the the arguments that have zero backing and are just this trophy's better than this trophy's better. I can't stand this shit, man. Like there's gotta be we need to come up with a ranking. Like there's gotta be some sort of like ranking out there of like what trophies most continent important. domestic continent. Yeah, I've only been saying that the whole time I'm watching soccer with complete complete fight. Who are who argue from who? To say that winning the Champions League is harder than winning the Premier League. Not talk, you said importance, not hard, not difficulty. Uh, well, wouldn't yeah. the most important one be the one that's hardest to get? No, not no, necessarily. Not at all. Well, that just doesn't make sense. That doesn't, that doesn't make, make sense, sense at all. Yeah, then this is what I'm sense. talking about. That's the that's yeah. the discrepancy. It just makes zero Why sense to me. the hardest one to achieve be the the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever you just said, prestigious. Like, I mean, yeah, like, whatever, yeah. anything. If, if it's going to be, the well, most, it's, why it's, would it be the most important? It's a it's year. It's a year by year basis. Yeah, it's just about who's playing in each competition. What you the could, stage, you could have said, the status of each team is. Yeah, you could have said last year that the Champions League win was probably easier for Liverpool than it was winning the Premier League, and it was proven. It was proven just right then and there. That while the, the Champions League win obviously for Liverpool was more important. It was more difficult to win the Premier League, and they didn't do it because Man City. I mean, that they Champions League win involved like a three-zero away win at Barcelona, and like all this insane shit that we had to do. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not discrediting. You're not, the, but like when you say stuff like that, like you you're just doing are. it for like, a It's the nature of what yeah. you're saying. It's, it's, it's the nature of being a fan, though. It's the nature of yeah. being a fan of like a rival team. No, I'm not discrediting it at all. I'm literally saying to you what Liverpool have done between winning the Champions League last year. Finishing runner-up with ninety-something points, and now this year running away with the Premier League like they're doing, is very impressive. And the best team in England by a country freaking mile. 
But then you look at the the opposition that's there. The why? But and now this why is, is that? All right, this is also what I don't like about talking about oppositions. Is when you look back at it in five years, you're not going to give a fuck about who else. No, absolutely not. I, I'm not. I'm not saying. That's why I don't like arguing about this. Like currently, like, like, just you're going to tell me when Man, Man United won a million titles over the course of like 15 years. You're going to tell me that the league was. We're not saying it's a discrepancy on your on your reign. It's it's not it's not an asterisk next to it at all. No, you won but the but league. Then, but then what's you the won the league? Of, what's the point of mentioning why? Matter. <laughs> well, the point that I'm trying to get at now is saying Liverpool have won. Congratulations, you won the league. But now we're let's, looking at this. Let's see as, what happens when teams get back to their. Yeah, we're shapes. still stacking up. You know, are Liverpool one of the great sides in the Premier League? And that's where, you know, that's where the argument can be held. Is where you know does Liverpool is there a club? Let me let me ask you both. Let me ask you both. No commentary, just yes or no, because yeah. we need to get to Spurs. Uh-huh. Is there a team in England right now that can hold a candle to Liverpool? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I still think City will City, be City, absolutely. Oh, no, uh, we're not, not going to... It's opinion. No. Uh, no, no you guys don't think so? No. You don't think so? This Man City squad? I'd no. Be, I've, I'd, honestly, I think Man City's going to beat us when we go to Adelaide. I Man wouldn't City. be surprised. Yeah. Based on current form, probably. Well, fine, partially that, but also the fact that no. But if you had told me that like a month ago, I probably still would be like, oh, I, I think Man City. could No, I didn't. I, I that was that's our game that's been lined up. Well, it was supposed to be the game that was going to end the, the the title run, and that was going to be our final point that cuts it off. I'll leave and it. I'll leave it at this one. before we move move on to Tottenham. Um, that was the game that I had said. If Liverpool got to that point and they were unbeaten and they won that game. They would have gone the rest of the way, and they would have been. Yeah. Immense. Well, I think that's. I would agree with that. Until too. they met but Chelsea, because they're the best team in the league. That's not us. Or they had. To, or they had to go to Arsenal and, and play at the Emirates. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently now, uh, before we go to to, to Spurs, um, the they're planning right now, in the 49th minute, the Arsenal fans to do something. I don't know what the plan is. But they're looking to take over the game. Jerk each other off. Get naked and yeah, Yeah, just jerk each other. Sounds like the fucking Miami Dolphins. Another undefeated season. I I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what they're what they're planning, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. The Arsenal reaction is just sad. It's awesome. It really just reminds me of the Miami Dolphins. It's awesome. No, it's it's absolutely awesome. I hope you guys turn into the Miami Dolphins, where you're looking back 40 years from now and you're just like, we won that undefeated season, and that's all you have. Fine by me. Fine by me. That's fine. Jesus. My trophy's gold. My trophy is gold. Trophy. Singular. Yeah, we've won more Premier Leagues than you have. So, all right, just well, putting that out there. We've won a lot of other trophies, and we have more trophies than you guys all time. So That's wonderful. That really, that really is wonderful. But, uh, I can. It's wonderful. No, it, it, As it, a guy it, who said, I don't give a fuck about history, I'm, I'm not accepting that. This is true. You want to sure, talk about... Sure. Only as my, as, yeah, as Michael like, Irvin says, you want to talk about the history... Let's talk about all the history. <laughs> uh, well, then we have more trophies than you. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Because you also have been around longer than we have. Also, oh, by what, like thirteen years in like the fucking early nineteen hundreds? Like, uh, Spurs, Norwich. Let's get to this because we can all agree. Right now, on that was something. mad funny. Hilarious. That was hysterical. I didn't catch it. I have nothing to say. Hilarious. Well, I know. Um, Who's the goalie for, uh, for Spurs? No, for or for uh, uh, Norwich. Tim Krul. Tim Krul. He's the Netherlands guy, right? Yep. Big Netherlands goalie Tim. He's having a he's having a great couple of penalty kick. Uh, he was he was the guy in, in the 2014 World Cup that was subbed on in the 119th minute 
for Jasper Celestin. And Celestin was just like, what the fuck? Why are you taking me off right now? And Cruel won them. Because he's a yeah. goat at penalties, we're big, that's we're why. We're Dutch people, Tim, and he's, a, he's a, one of the goats as far as penalty kick. He is. Hold on, when was that? This is 2014 World Cup. I, I remember when they subbed the goalie out for the... He's massive, right? That was the guy. He's a big boy. I think he's, like, I think he's like 6'6". That was the guy. He was, a, he was a young lad back then, too. How old is he now? That's when he was at... He he's was at New, That's when he was at Newcastle. 31, he's uh, a bombing 6'4". Yeah, that's when he was at. That's when he was at uh, Newcastle. He just looks like a dad. He does. What's his name? Jasper Cruel. Tim Cruel. Tim Cruel. Oh. Tim Cruel. Just combining Jasper Sillison. K R U L. Spurs really dominated this game, which makes it even funnier. Um, Lamella missed the penalty, and then uh, <laughs> Airmail Fernandez it. missed the penalty to uh, win the game for uh, for Norwich. It's sad though. That we're talking about what happened after the fact. So, in case anybody missed this, um, after the match was all said and done, apparently um, one of the Spurs players was being heckled at. We don't know what's happened yet, but apparently Mm -hmm. Eric Dyer was being heckled at by someone in the pro-Spurs section of uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, White Hart Lane 2.0, whatever you want to call it. And um, proceeded to run into the crowd, go about twenty rows up, and go face to face with you. The heard guy. What, so the fan was heckling Eric Dyer, from what I read, right next to his family, and Dyer's brother got involved, and he spotted the whole thing oh, go I, down. I, I didn't. I, heard it was I did not t- see. I thought this. it was Eric Dyer's teammate. There, there was a report. There was a report out there that it was a. There's like uh, it's like so much mixed speculations. It's, it's I heard so racism. I also right heard now. like his brother was like trying to square up with a fan over it. He went to yeah, go back him up. Look, if it's if it's a racist thing, then I can firmly get behind Eric Dyer for that. I, I, he got into the stands, right? Yeah, he got into the stands. The video. Went, went Twenty rows I up. Saw him with a security guard. Like, yeah. You just, I'm gonna pull up the video of him just like walking up the to the stairs. It was the funniest thing. Fan was probably shitting himself. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Look what he was doing. This was hysterical. <laughs> he was probably also. He just starts uh, walking up. Oh, he's sick. Yeah, and he, he just lost a game. Oh, he's sick. He wants. He's got b- murder on his mind. That's he was. Pro- sure. He was probably uh, pissed too. That's not like, uh, not the pissed and angry. The pissed as the uh, the Cockneys say. Pissed as in drunk. The fan, not not Eric Dyer. Yeah, not Eric Dyer. The fan was probably. You know, had a few too many pints, and then uh, and then realized that Eric Dyer was coming for his fucking neck, and said, "Oh well, time for me to get the fuck out of here." Um, Spurs are allergic to success, and uh, the Jose Mourinho experiment is failing miserably. Yeah, they need, they're gonna need a transfer window though, if that's gonna even do anything for them. They need they need to, they need to rebuild. I know they I, have, the first start. thing they have to do: get rid of that waste of space, Harry Kane. They, I, they look, will never do that. Yeah, look, which but is I get sucks. What you're I, I don't. I don't think Harry Kane is a waste of space. If I'm putting on my neutral hat, I'm saying he's one of the best goal scorers that there is. And if Spurs are smart, which they aren't, but if they were smart, they would go ahead and sell Harry Kane to Real Madrid for everything, a hundred and something million, they like should. like Liverpool did. When they sold Coutinho, which then enabled them to go out and oh. buy Mane, Salah. Van Dyke and build what they have can now. We, can we mention a fun fact about this uh, this Coutinho thing that me and Tim saw about what? Liverpool? What's that? that? If Barcelona and Liverpool make another deal for a player, 
Because of the Coutinho signing, Barcelona have to include $89 million to the transfer budget, whoever they pay for it, for a Liverpool player. It's just an automatic... An extra $89 million bump. Can you just Because write, it was in the clause when they got Coutinho. Can you just add whatever clause you want to a soccer contract? Yeah. It's insane. There's, I've seen, Isn't that ridiculous? So in, in retrospect, Let's Liverpool see. and Barca are never doing a deal yeah. again unless for it's like the next yeah. like Jesus H. Yeah, Christ. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Pretty much. It's just, I've seen like uh, resale clauses where you get like a certain percentage. And yeah. There's all yeah. kinds of other buyback Buyback clause, release clause. I'm kind of pissed now. that My Trent Alexander-Arnold theory is just out the Barca. fucking window now. Shit. <laughs> thanks, thanks for ruining it. Unless we're going to get 300 million for him. <laughs> Barcelona, you never know. Oh, who's is the, the billion dollar? Gareth Bale, right? Not Kareem Benzema. A Benzema. That was yeah. back, Which back. is like... I don't understand that, but okay. I remember getting that Bleacher Report update like three years ago and just looking at it like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> um, so we have Derby, Manchester United tomorrow. Wayne Rooney, his oh, first shit. game yeah. playing against Manchester United. That is going to be... Is it at Old Trafford? No, it no. is It is at Derby. Which is a crime. Yeah. Which is an absolute crime. They should just... Derby should be the bigger man and just say... <laughs> the, <laughs> I, the iPro Stadium. Another thing that feeds oh, into that what stadium? I'm saying... That stadium. That the top seed should have the better... Have the home field advantage. No. Because well, that's, that's, that's a great way of ensuring that the top seeds yeah. always get through. We have not had an all-Premier League quarterfinal since, I believe, it was 2012. You, there hasn't been a quarterfinal that had entirely Premier League teams? Since 2012. Oh, so that's actually kind of reasonable. I guess it's reasonable. If, it's, Dar- if Derby lose to Manchester United tomorrow. If... Oh, yeah, everyone... Oh, because Norwich is... Man- oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I just so want to Dar- see fucking Rooney just... Score like four on them. I would. I would love it. I would love it. That would be absolutely hysterical. Realistically, to see, however, to see, uh, see that happen. <laughs> to see Liverpool, Spurs, and United go out in one weekend. Fuck off. That would make that would make me very very happy. Unfortunately, though, uh, Man United should win this very comfortably. Um, I would think, unless uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer puts out a very weak team, which I. Just don't think he's going to because no this is, besides the Europa League, this is the best chance that yeah. United have at a trophy. And I would argue that there is not a manager in the Premier League that is needing a trophy more than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. He needs one. I think that's very fair. Desperately. Because they they want to appoint Pochettino so bad before Real Madrid uh, get their hands on him. To have to have him replace uh, Zidane, which supposedly has already happened, that they want Zidane out at the end of the season, and then they would bring in Poch to uh, manage Real Madrid. Poch goes from Spurs to Real Madrid. I would say that is a uh, upgrade, and then some. I sense a uh, very very uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Eventful uh, transfer window in the summer. It always is. Well, it usually is. Last summer wasn't anything crazy. We know. Last summer, I uh, had a lot of, uh, I guess the hype didn't, it didn't it reach did, the potential. Yeah, no, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But I, I feel like that's every summer. But, no, well, this summer, if you have Barcelona and Real, I feel like they're both going to be gunning for something. Like, yeah, probably. I don't it, know it, it, spend it, the money. I mean, they will find a way. It yeah. just, it depends on who's on who's available. It really just depends on, on who is out there. I mean, if you could tempt... Maybe if you could if you could tempt Mbappe from from PSG, I doubt it, 
But Neymar, of course, is going to be out there. He always is. Um, and uh, think Pogba's going to be in the move. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Pogba's good. He wants gone. to go back to Juventus. His agent said that he's not property, and that he is his own person and can do whatever he wants. They don't, he's they a don't, pompous asshole. Pogba. They don't. They don't need. They don't need Pogba because Bruno Fernandez is. I, I really good. hate to give Man United credit about anything. They stole um, him. Yeah, I love Bruno. Uh, we both kind he's, of wanted him. They stole him. He's from a player. Everyone. He's uh, a player. Quite unfortunate. Are we ready to move on from soccer? Because yeah. I have a quick breaking news for a little quick discussion for us. Oh, breaking breaking news. <laughs> so some fans tonight were escorted from MSG yeah. after chanting, sell the team. And this is the night Again. after we had the what is this, Nazi Germany? Spike Lee debacle, which I'm going to, you know what? I, I At first, I kind of didn't take the side of Spike Lee because what he said didn't add up. But did you guys see the whole thing that came out where he says that that handshake was staged? So apparently, uh, probably was. So that the Knicks released a press release where basically saying that Spike Lee is crazy and that you know all this shit that he's saying isn't true. He was just asked to come through different entrance and like started a problem. And then they drop the picture of the celebrity entrance, and then they drop the picture of Spike Lee and James Dolan shaking hands. Yeah, which was the most. Pick of the entrance is hilarious. Absurd press release ever. Like, the fact that they just thought that was a good idea. They called their number one supporter for 30 years a cr- like a crazy person. So Spike Lee comes out. After he said what he said on uh, ESPN this morning, he said that that handshake, apparently Dolan came up to a mid-game, kind of just, like, acknowledged him, shook his hand, held it for a second. Some guy snipes him on the camera from, like, the top row, and then he moves on. I wouldn't. Zero I- conversation. I wouldn't be surprised. James uh, Dolan is a cancer to the Knicks. I wouldn't be surprised. That That is the most James Dolan petty-ass thing that I could potentially think Their of. Their press release about the whole scenario was absolutely was disgusting was to absolute a loyal fan. It was laughable. So bad. It, it was laughable. No pun intended. As uh, they said, the situation was, and I quote, laughable. Yeah. How you can say that about your most loyal supporter for the last two decades is actually like kind of mind-boggling. I mean, look, my whole take from it is I'm not going to feel bad for someone that has afforded to pay $10 million for the last X amount of years for Nick's season tickets, that he's getting a little butthurt that he can't use the employee-slash-player entrance, that he has to go use the VIP entrance Which instead. I agree with the Knicks on. He shouldn't be able to use the I, I, that, I agree uh, with them completely. I, I'm going to come in as a defense, though, because the reason that the original celebrity entrance exists in the, in the first place is because imagine Spike Lee going through the main entrance of MSG. It would, take need him, him. it would take him three hours to get oh, to his seat. Yeah. Need secret service And I'm sure him. at this point, him going through the celebrity entrance, he is the spectacle at, at MSG right now. The Knicks Probably aren't worth watching at all. The games. Probably. But, but as far as, I'm sure the Knicks are handing out, you know, like, like, like secret, what's it called, VIP access, like, to anyone right now. I'm sure it's becoming a problem for him to go through the celebrity entrance at this point, too, because there's probably people back there who are swapping him. What do you think about the Knicks? What should we do with the team? All this shit. It's probably becoming a problem back there. So maybe he's trying to just make it easier to get to his seat because in the, at the end of the day, fine, you know, he is paying $300,000 a year for tickets. He's still a fan who wants to go see his team and for him to buy courtside seats privately and and go through different entrance and, you know, have a peaceful time in the game. If that's what he wants to do with his money, I have no problem with that. And it, they should only make his experience easier given what he's done for the team. I see no reason to come after him for using a different entrance at least, you know, have a conversation with him, work yeah, something out. I'm not getting why they had to make a whole 
thing about it with the press release, unless unless I missed something beforehand. Well, I think this was all in all in a reaction to him going on first take and absolutely milking oh, the whole thing. I thought thing. the press release was first. No, I think it was after. Oh. No, it was after. It was after it because was? he he it was made after. a comment about the handshake after he, he made he because made the garden seem like he was going into like Ruck, Rikers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They. The report came out about what happened with Spike and the Knicks the night of, after the game, after they beat the Rockets. Of course. Then he went on... the season. Right, and then I guess Stephen A. must have just texted him on the spot and said, yo, come on first take in the morning and blast the Knicks. Did that, and then the press press release came out. Gotcha. As PR control. But, I mean, look, I, I just... I don't hold any sympathy for Spike. I, I, I really don't. Acting like this is like so like detrimental to the whole like Nick's image though. Like he'll be bad. I don't obviously I like, don't really understand why Spike has been paying thirty million dollars for whatever it was. It's, it's just it's uh, it's it's to just, go see the Knicks. They they're 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 a fucking disgrace. Because he's a loyal fan He's showing he's the face of this franchise right now. I mean, like he, legi- <laughs> he legitimately is. I mean, Spike sadly is the face of the New York Knicks. I mean, yeah, he's a director. Or no, what is what is his actual title? He's a director. He's a producer, director. director. Producer, director. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got the money to buy the tickets. There's no the the money he's spending on these tickets should have nothing to do with the way this is handled. Like. If anything, it should be a positive because this guy's still contributing all this money to the team, no matter how ass they are. He loves the Knicks. Like you can go to a fucking Knicks game. All you I'm want. not questioning his fandom. I'm just I'm questioning why we're making a big deal out of this. It's, why it's, why this is news? The the story has nothing to do with Spike Lee. It's just, I think it's he just wanted it to be a big deal. I think so too. I think him going on first take literally means like, oh, I want the I want to make a big fuss about. This I want franchise. this to blow up. I want this to blow up in James Dolan's face, so he's forced to sell the team. That'll and never happen, though. It's like, not. Gonna it's happen. gotta happen. It, it has to happen. It's not going to. They're the worst really fr- franchise in sports. Who's forcing him to sell I don't the team? Think he cares. The guy is making money. The only way you force him to sell the team is by, if by people by stop going. showing up. But the Spike Knicks sell out every freaking night. Regardless if it only looks like half the stadium's filled. It's it doesn't... People. Yeah, it doesn't matter. People buy I, the tickets, resell the it, Knicks, they don't resell Yeah, the Knicks are still the most valuable franchise in the NBA. And they've been a fucking disgrace for the last 25 years. But people still go... People still put their asses in seats. They still sell out. And Dolan's still making money. Why Why would Dolan sell the Knicks if he's making money? The day that the Knicks are good, again, the streets will be paved in gold. Like It, it will be the happiest city on the planet. Without a doubt. Oh, really? It really would. Without a doubt. But the problem is you have, you can call it corporate New York. You can call it. Loyal fans, you can call it dis- disillusional fans, whatever you want to call it. People are going to Knicks games. And until the Knicks become a cash vacuum for Dolan, he's not selling the team. He has no reason to. Or someone could just reasonably offer him something that's worth a little bit more than what the team's worth right now. He's not going to. He's not going to because pride. That guy sucks, man. He I sucks, just, yes. But there's one thing about Dolan that he's got. And that is way too much pride. And he is not going to sell. Because if you think about it now, he would have to sell the Knicks. He would have to sell the
the ranchers. He would have to sell the Liberty. Then those three would then have to either do one of two things. Number one, they would have to negotiate a deal with Dolan to rent out the space in Madison Square Garden. Which he owns. For them to play in because he owns it right. Or number two, they would have to go find a place in New York City to have a place to play their games. And tell me a place in New York City that is accessible by train or by any sort of easy public transport that people are going to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go to a Rangers or a Knicks game or a Liberty game tonight that is not MSG that they are willing to go to, go to Brett Harrison Mayor Place. I have a, a place for them to play. Go ahead. Carneseca Arena. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I would, I would say the Barclays Center. They're losing the the Islanders. There's no shot. They lost the Islanders There's, because it sucks. No to get shot. To. Yeah, the Barclays well, what Center. What is up with that? Because I've been there before. It's not that much. That's not that hard to get to. It's not. It's actually really. Convenient. It's, it's like a, it's, there's a train station like, it's like almost as close as MSG. It's literally like a. It's really convenient. It's really convenient, but no, but nobody from Long Island with a you know a six or seven year old kid is really wanting to hop on a train and go to Jamaica, wait for a transfer to go to uh, Atlantic Terminal, walk up to Barclays, and then do it again after the game. It's yeah, much it's easier just hop in a car. It's also a safety Hop in a car, go on the Meadowbrook or Southern State, Northern State Parkway, go to Hempstead, and just go right to the Coliseum. Bam, done. As very modernized that area is, like in the grand scheme of things, like it's in a notoriously very bad area. Of oh, Brooklyn. you go two blocks north or south of, of uh, Barclays Center on Atlantic style. Avenue. It's it's Bed-Stuy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a, a really, really terrible area. It's not a safe neighborhood um, at all. So we're talking about basketball, by the way. Um, I don't know how long we are in this podcast. Oh, okay. Um, so my question that I have uh, want to bring up to the dais, um, I want to answer two questions, and then we'll so end. Two the, quick questions. Yeah, we'll end the show. Number one, outside of we're going to discount the top teams here. We're not going to put the Lakers in here. We're not going to put the Clippers in here, and we're not going to put the Bucks in here. Outside of those three. Who do you think has the best chance to really make a run? It could be East or Western Conference that can really disrupt that top tier of elite teams in the uh, in the NBA playoffs. Uh, Brett, on three, one. Are we doing the, the location or the actual team name? The, the team name. Okay. One, two, three. The, the Heat. Heat. Baby. That was mine as well. Let's go Heat. I love the Heat. I'm on the Heat train. You know what the Heat remind me of? The Heat are the Dayton of the NBA right now. Where they're just a team that kind of started off where people were like, I th- it was a bold take at the beginning of the year. But right now it's almost like that, that overplayed bold take that everyone's kind of on the same page with, that they're just yep. a young, fun team that everyone wants to watch. Yeah, I fucking love the Heat right now, man. I'm pulling, just, up, the other, I'm pulling up the NBA. Jimmy right Butler now. really found his spot. I'm very happy for the guy. Yeah, he's he's a bunch of dogs. He's them. been a dog his whole career. All he wanted was a bunch of people around him who wanted it just as much as he does. In the right spot. Like, you really think, given, like, he had the pieces in Minnesota, obviously the chemistry wasn't there, but... I think he wanted to be in cold northern fucking Minnesota. Hell no, he's Jimmy Butler. He's a fucking dog. He wants he's to be the beach in Miami. Right. Like, yeah. when, he heard, when he heard Miami was offering him a deal, he was like, okay, I'll take the most least realistic thing you'll give me and let's let's sign it. Let's go. Oh, let's get to you, work. What were, what were our exceptions again for this? The Bucks, uh, the, the Clippers, the Lakers? The Clippers, the Lakers, and the Bucks. That was it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics were that one of those teams until the last couple games. I don't know what happened there. 
Did you guys? Did any of you catch the game last night? The Boston game. Karis Levert. Karis Levert on fucking. He had eighteen going to the fourth, and he ended with fourteen. Fourteen. And he hit fifty-one. You guys, like Ed and I, were having this conversation during the game. Like I was just like scrolling the bench, and I was like, "Where the hell is Jason Tatum?" Yeah, he was there. He was. He was. He was ruled out just as the game was starting. We thought it was like I was like, "Is this another thing about load management?" Yeah, he was. He was not on the injury report. He was sick. He was sick, but he did play in their uh, 112-106 win tonight against the uh, the Cavs. Ed, I'm curious of what team you're going to say here. Um, my team is in the Western Conference. I'm going for the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh. I like that. I, think I like that too, yeah. With the combination of Luka with KP. Ugh. They're only three games How'd back. That taste? They're only three games back right now. Uh, t- it tastes all right. Uh, they're only three games back right now of Houston, and I think if, if we're talking about a first-round matchup, where we could see Dallas going up against Houston, that's, I think Dallas. Be fun. I think Dallas can win that series just because I, I really don't think that Houston. You got small ball number one with Houston, you know, take it for what you will, and then number two, I just think the Mavs are a better defensive team than than the Rockets are. It's going to be a lot of high scoring games. It's going to be a lot of fun, and to see Luka Doncic be on be the big time stage, uh, I, I'm I'm all for it because I think he he truly is. The next great superstar in the NBA. I, I really, really think so. I I agree that Luka is one of the next great superstars in the NBA, but let's not discredit a man by the name of Zion Williams. Oh, here we go. Williams. Z- Zion Williamson. Williamson. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So I, was wait, so, I was waiting for I'm the last terrible. syllable. I'm I'm terrible terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I mean what I say. I just don't always say it right. I mean, we have we, smart we, listeners. Yeah, we do. You guys know what I'm talking about at home. I, I add little tidbits for you guys, a little just to pick up on. You know, kind of answer some questions at home. Um, he's amazing. Zion, I think he's like actually the greatest basketball. He's player playing. He's playing in his first back-to-back game tonight. Yeah, it is uh, currently seventy-three, seventy-three. We got a stat line on him. Uh, I he can twenty yet. I can give you a uh, a little look. Uh, Twelve. 12? Five for thirteen shooting. That's not. That's, that's not, not great. great. But he doesn't. You know, he has his nights. That is not great. But, he but was, he's still putting up the numbers. He'll find, he just, he'll find a shot. In the meantime, he's going to live down, down in the lower third and just make the most of it. He was just taken out for uh, Nico Melli, who I mean, is zero of five yeah. shooting and yeah, zero for yeah. four from yeah. the field. Uh, uh, third round pick from uh, the University of Oxford. Uh, only if they had third round picks in the NBA. Oh, that's true. Um, so yeah, my, mine is the Dallas Mavericks, and I mean, look. The Western Conference is just absolutely loaded. I think the Mavs can really make a strong run at it. I mean, I don't know if right they now, are. Right now, the Mavs are the seventh seed. By the way, the seventh. They would play. The they Clippers. would play the Clippers. Yeah. Ooh, but amazing. I mean, they're only two games out of the five. Right. Out of the four. Uh, right. That those those bottom tier teams in the West. It's it's very very tight. Don't sleep on the East either. The East is a pretty solid, yeah. solid squad this year. I think their top five teams in the East are was, was it top five or better than? The I mean, West? if we want to count Philly still, that's top six. Uh, we want to count Brooklyn. That's record. Brooklyn's pretty good. Yeah, they're the seventh seed. So and Brooklyn's yeah. good. They just lost. They're pretty Kyrie. similar. I think uh, the East and the West is similar, except for the top where the Lakers and the Clippers are like you know the West. Yeah. The West is definitely more well rounded. I think just one to eight. The West just has better teams, well, but you look at the East. They're more. I just they're just good playoff teams, but you just don't expect any of them to really make a, a finals push. The Eastern Conference right. playoffs right. will be very interesting. How well the yeah. Eastern Conference champion does against the Western Conference yeah. champion is a different story. But I think we're gonna have two very good oh yeah conference. 
playoffs. Again, I, I some pretty good first round playoff matchups. Yes, is, I feel like it's, it's been a rare. while. Since yeah, it's really been but I think I think going back a little bit to our discussion with Liverpool, I think it's almost the same thing for the Bucks, where you're almost just saying, you know, who is going to be that team to potentially knock them off of their perch? Because I think the Bucks. They are just head and shoulders above everybody else. You know, you have the Raptors, you have the Raptors, you have the Celtics, you have the 76ers, you have the Pacers. But I don't think anybody thinks that any of those four teams are going to really challenge the Miami Heat as well. Didn't they just whack the Pacers tonight? Yeah, they they whacked them. Yeah, 119 to 100. Uh, But I don't think any of those teams, I honestly, honest to God, I think the best shot out of those teams to really give the Bucks a run for their money is the Miami Heat. I really do. After what happened the other night. I mean I think they are the best team that is in that group. I think they mesh really, really well together. And it helps they have Iguodala who can really provide that playoff true. experience that roster desperately, desperately I think needs. We can all agree that playoff basketball is way different than regular basketball. Oh, way different. Yeah. yeah. You guys different. think you guys think Hassan Whiteside's kinda kicking himself he decided to dip on the team? <laughs> Uh, he got uh, paid, did he not? Yeah, yeah he got he got paid, but hey, they found a they have a pretty good replacement with uh, with Bam. Love Bam. But Bam back, is a good back guy. To what I was gonna say with um, the playoffs being different. I just look like I just look as the Bucks. I just look at the Bucks as one of those teams where they're fantastic in the regular season, but when teams really come to play real defense, yeah. and try like every possession. Yep. I think it's they're going to be in for a rude awakening as far as playing against the Celtics, the Raptors, it's, and the Heat. It's going to be tough sledding. I I, compl- I completely agree with you. Because the Raptors, Celtics, and Heat, those are teams with like dog mentality, yes. defense, yes. Like yep. coaching. That's, and uh, those are what all three. Those not to ma- like. not to mention the home courts that the Celtics and the Heat have. Yes. TD Garden, and then what and they the have. Raptors. The Raptors have and the Raptors, too. Team. And the Raptors, too, yeah. Toronto uh, Center is a tough place to play. The Heat were the team that just recently did that triple team defense on Giannis, right? It was a legend triple team. Was, I yeah. didn't see it myself. But it was like. I've saw, I mean, it I saw looked, a lot it, of. It looked like it. I saw they, a lot of, like, you know, highlights here or there where players were 1v1 in Giannis, and they were. They held their own. Did you see that BAM? I know that's the one I'm thinking I didn't of. catch a video, no. The BAM video of 1v1 on Giannis? He, yeah. He did a fantastic job. I mean, well, BAM Bam is also a very, very underrated defender. Yeah, I mean, if... if I think that whole team... Not to mention he's a monster on the glass. His combo... He's a monster on the glass. size and speed as a, as a big, I mean, that's the perfect matchup for Giannis, so... I, I think Giannis will meet his, meet his match, and we'll see what he's really capable of in the playoffs. If Giannis goes up against a guy like BAM and has a knight... On a guy like that, that's what I'm waiting to see from Giannis I, as a player. I just when haven't he gets seen pushed that. Around, yeah, can he come back from it? I I yeah. won't deny his ability to cut up most average players in the league. Like he'll he'll work anyone, but w- will he do it in the post? And will he do it in like a finesse kind of way when he needs to, as opposed to just being bigger and stronger than someone? And that's yeah. also again another problem I have with the Buccaneers. Oh, the Buccaneers, the Bucks, which is. Uh, when you need a, sh- a big time shot down the stretch, do you really are you gonna give the ball to Giannis? No, and then it's no. it's hot potato at that point. It's gonna be Chris Middleton. It's gonna be Middleton, and you're gonna have to trust him. Yeah, and I, I I would, and that also goes into my part two question that I have here. They mentioned this during the broadcast tonight before we uh, came on and recorded, um, talking about is Zion at uh, Zion is Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton the best duo that is not talked about in the NBA. I said I said they're not the best duo, but in terms of the most underrated, possibly because Middleton can flat out ball. My question is 
Who would you say is the best duo in the NBA? You have. I think that's easy. You're talking about Kawhi and Paul George, Anthony Davis and LeBron, Bradley Beal, John Wall, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Luka Doncic. Well, <laughs> I, I, I have to. Three years ago, I would say, oh, yeah. You know, I, like the I have to. Kyle I have to. Lowry and Pascal Siakam. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, I don't know if you... Jokic and uh, Jamal Jokic, Murray. Jokic Jamal Murray, yeah. Westbrook Harden. Westbrook Harden. Yeah, so my question is, who would you say is the best duo in the NBA? For I, I think for me, it's easy. It's LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah, I think so, too. Right now. I think so, too. I've been disappointed with Paul George. I mean, obviously, the Clippers are doing this thing where they don't play their guys ever. So yeah. you don't really know what we're getting with Paul George yet, I feel like. Yeah. But as of right now, it's got to be Anthony Davis and LeBron James. One of them's dropping at least 30, like, every night. Yeah, answer, answer this quick, uh, Matt, Tim, so we, we could talk about load management. Brett actually brought up something I didn't want to talk about. I don't want to talk uh, about I'm going to go a little bit off the radar. Not off the radar, but let's talk about as a duo, uh, Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker. Hmm. Or you could say Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, too. You uh, could. Either combo, you honestly, could. yeah. You could. I don't know if they're the best yet. No, but, but in it's terms an of, underrated duo right now. It's in terms of being underrated, about. yeah. Yeah, because everyone, everyone talks about LeBron and AD. Everyone talks about... Kawhi and uh, PG-13, everyone talks about Harden, Westbrook. Uh, to some extent, everyone talks about uh, Luka Doncic and, and KP. Uh, Simmons but and Embiid. Simmons and Embiid, yeah, I don't, even know, I, don't even, I don't even know where I would put them in terms of <laughs> I have no idea. ranking them as a duo. Because I, I honestly, I think that they're better off trading one of them, to be, to be completely honest, and just building around one of those guys. And I think if they have to build around, around one, I would say probably you build around Embiid. That's that's a very tough question. It's a very tough question because you you could make a genuine case to build around both. Yeah, yeah but it, it is about the health for me. I think Embiid is a bit more durable than uh, Simmons is. What you think Embiid's more durable than Simmons? A little bit, yeah. They they both have their issues. Don't get me wrong. Whoa. Don't get me wrong. Simmons has been getting hurt recently. He has. When the whole thing with his back was coming out, people were acting like he was like it was like a major thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But they were like, nah, he's all good. It's just that's, a little soreness. You know, that's one thing about Simmons that um. He rose me the wrong way as far as his like, um, his mentality. Yeah. As far as wanting to play, um, like it, it's not convincing. It's questionable since it's you know, very man questionable. hasn't been able to develop yeah. any kind of shot for the past three years. Uh, Matt, who is your uh, your duo that you want to talk about before we talk about load management? Really, really quick. And it was uh, it was mentioned before LeBron and LeBron Anthony and AD. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I, um, so. yeah. I want to talk about load management. Will we just think about it really quick? Just really quick hits on this. Uh, I think load management is fine. I think it's at up, the time where it needs to be most utilized. Up to a point, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, if you want to rest them, rest your guys early in the year and then really have them ready to go, you know, come this time and then come April when we're getting, you know, full send playoff push and then playoffs in April, um, that is when, you know, you got to just take – load management and just throw it out the window and say, all right, these guys got to go. Because if these guys just suck in the playoffs, you know, we're, we're, everyone's going to come back and say, oh, load management bit them in the ass. And, you know, here we are. And n- namely, we're really talking about the Clippers because they seem to be the kings of, of load management with Kawhi and with uh, Paul George. The problem with them for me is sitting players in their big games. Like if you have a back-to-back, that you, you it's on your schedule. You know it's going to come up. 
why not plan it ahead where you have your guys resting on the easier half of the back-to-back and play them the harder game, which I'm sure they do sometimes, but it hasn't been consistent. And when you sit out your players in games that you should be trying to win to prove to your team that what you're capable of, I think that sitting players out in those big games is just detrimental to your team. Well, apparently uh, last night when the uh, Celtics were playing against the Nets, Kemba Walker was not supposed to play, but they were going to sit him. And uh, then it turned into the whole thing with Tatum not playing and Brad Stevens supposedly wasn't sure whether or not he wanted to, to really play Kemba Walker because that was supposed to be his night when he gets his, his rest for load management. And then Kemba just said, you know what, I'm playing. And he ended up playing, I think he ended up playing 22, 21 minutes, something like that. Um, but, I mean, again, you know, load management, it, it, it does suck, but I think it unfortunately is a necessary evil that we all have to just kind of live with. I'm thinking about it now, looking at, like, soccer, where, like, players will have their games where they, they play only for, like, a half, or they'll come on late, and they'll get their days off. Yeah. And I feel like we need to... NBA fans need to be more accepting of that now because I'm looking at it from like the soccer perspective. It's like these dudes like need a break once in a while. Like yeah. NBA players, they need a break once in a while. I think yeah, we, absolutely. we should you know let them have their chance. I don't like absolutely. people talk about like like you got to play every night. I know it sucks for the fans, you know, to come out there. That We're paying players, a ticket to go see you know, them. Yeah. If you're a fan of the team, you're a fan of the team. You you want to see your team. Yeah, you you want to see them be at their potential best, so you don't want to see any injuries happen. But I think the soccer comparison is a great one. I've been critical of load management in the past, but the the reasons it exists are, it's beneficial to the players. And they're, they're credible ones, but in terms of a fan perspective, it sucks. It sucks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm just not a fan of it when it was like week two of the year, and there was like this whole thing with that. with yep. Kawhi and PG like saying like, oh, I need load managers. Like, boy. The season is two weeks fucking old. Are you th- are you that worn down already? And then just just to kind of go out to the other side and explain why that kind of does make sense, though, is that they were coming off of lingering injuries from the previous season, and it takes you a, a while to get to hundred percent. So it, it all it balances out. It just it's used a little bit too much sometimes. The NBA's rules about only using it when you need to for injury reasons. Yeah, definitely get taken advantage of. I think someone just got fined recently. Actually, um, who got fined twenty five thousand for not playing? Uh, it happened recently. I don't know. I'm like sorry. About it happened recently yeah. where someone got fined like about twenty five thousand. The team did for not playing a player who was healthy on a back to back. So, I mean, uh, was it Dennis? Sh- oh, um, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, it was twenty. It was D'Angelo Russell because twenty five thousand. I mean, I think it's at the point though, like in like the season where I'm kind of. I'm all for like these guys like just getting like a one or like a one game rest like every once in a while. Back to what we yeah. were saying before, like at this point, like for like the bigger teams like who are, like, are almost guaranteed a playoff spot, like you don't need to be throwing your guys out there when they're going against like the fourteen and twenty something Warriors or the bullshit fucking Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I think the only argument for playing them right now, specifically for the Clippers, is you need to get team chemistry up a little bit more. Have to. After. They finally played their full roster for the first time like ever this season, like the other day, which is crazy. It's criminal. It's criminal. And how do you think that that's going to look if this team is not 100% that's gonna be the going into a seven-game series against the Mavericks or against the Rockets or against the Lakers? You know, I, I, I really do have questions. While I think the Clippers are a more complete team than the Lakers are, I do have questions about the whole team aspect with the Clippers, whether or not they are truly a team team or whether they are just 
two guys that are going to come and really perform in, in the playoffs. Whereas I think the Lakers, they have more of that complete roster where you know you have, yeah, have, you have, have LeBron. Yeah, they have the chemistry too. You, you have LeBron, you have AD, but you King also have, you also have no. Dwight Howard who's excelling in his role as a reserve. You have Alex Caruso who's, I don't know why he's this good, but he is. It's like a first ballot Hall of Famer the way they talk about this it's guy. True. It's true. Uh, Tired of it. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Kuzma's fine in a reserve role. Uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Same story. Rajon Rondo, same deal. If they bring in J.R. Smith, if they bring in Dion Waiters, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. Did you guys yeah. see the um, fucking video? Dion Waiters yeah. him on his Instagram live hitting the guy riding the riding the bike. No. It was the stupidest thing I have ever seen an athlete post on social media. Well, I was talking about the guy that like tripped out over an edible on a plane. He bunked out over yeah. an edible on a plane, then got suspended for performance enhancers, then got cut by Miami. He's so where is he now though? Nowhere. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, working he's at he's, he worked out with the Lakers. Oh, it's that's what it was, yeah. Spot, yeah. yeah. God, JR being a team of really just I, they say people the try misfits. To, that would be something. The, the misfits. It's that the would little LeBron's, bro. Between uh, Rondo, Dwight, and Jr. That's a, I want a team. ring tour. That's what Javel. it is. Yeah. yeah, they're just there for the ride. No, it really is a misfits. Both Jesus. He was was on that team. They should na- rename the team to the Los Angeles Cherry Pickers. <laughs> they really should. Trying uh, to cherry pick a ring. All right, I, I do want to go watch this uh, Pelicans Mass game. So uh, thank you for listening as usual. Uh, remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Leave a five star review and tell us how much you like the podcast. We would really appreciate it. Uh, for Brett, Tim, Matt, I'm Ed. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you. Peace.